What's up, geeks? This is episode 83 of the Geek Domination Podcast. It's Star Wars time. Rouge one, as we like <laughs> the to say. Rouge one, eh? Yes. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Ah. It is. Uh, <laughs> Star Wars, Star Wars, Star and Wars. Christmas week. Yeah. Or holiday week, depending on who you are. Yes. It's getting there. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. My name is Anthony Tyson. Mm. Joining me today, we have Zayn Kopich. Yes. Kopich. That's correct. And JL. John Luke Navant. I'm a slut for Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Wait, yeah, are, that are scene, all, man. We, I mean, I just realized what I was drinking. <laughs> the, the ironic, well, yeah. The, the fucking and then, like, all week, I've had awesome. the, the robe out. Oh, my yes. God. And I've got nice. the, the Imperial one. That's right. <sighs> Dude, that's the way to be. That's how me, uh, me and my Jedi black. robe are, too. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, um, so today is Saturday, December 17th. It is. And uh, as usual, news is first up, followed by a quick review. No spoilers of Rogue One. So for you that, and then we're going to get balls deep. curious of the film, stick around for that portion. We'll give oh, you yeah. a cue. We'll let you guys drop off. And then uh, we'll get right into it. As Anthony says, we'll get as balls deep as you can go. Uh, yeah, pretty much. So, so uh, what's up first on news? All right, so first up, we got uh, some anime nonsense. <laughs> a uh, lot of anime nonsense. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah so, so we'll kick <clears> it off with the piece of news that kind of spurred mine and JL's small small little complaints and everything else. Um, as of this, what was it today? He announced it, I believe. This yeah. Morning. Yeah, yep. so uh, I forget his exact name. Masashi Kishimoto. Uh, Kishimoto. Yeah. yeah. Damn, that was uh, impressive, guys. Right <laughs> off the cuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, creator of naruto uh has been over the course of the last couple of days teased an announcement it was never really like known most people were assuming the exact same thing and it turned out to be that thing which is that um he has been commissioned to do the full run of a baruto anime which is a spin-off of naruto baruto is his son it's you know the two decades later storyline kind of thing so a sequel spin-off pretty yeah. much so to give you guys a very the, the most dry uh, synopsis: Naruto is set in a world where it's basically like an alternate reality version of China, Japan area, and it's set in a time period probably equivalent of the early 1900s. Probably, like the technology is kind of here and there. Like it, yeah, it, it pulls whenever he wants it when he so feels like it. The the main key point was that he was always <coughs> adamant that Naruto would have the ver- their very thinnest veil of technology. It would be basically a communication device or cooking device. It would never be really beyond that. And then uh, in Baruto, the big thing is, or the big part of the storyline that's been occurring is that uh, there's now guys being able to create jutsu using technology. What? And and, uh, the struggling part is that Baruto has no real talent, much like his father did at the same age. True. Um, But he's been taking the easy way out because he doesn't know the true story of his father. He doesn't know anything about it. Which is Naruto? Yeah, yeah, he's, okay. he's all pissy because yeah. so Naruto's the, the the current Hokage and Leader basically of the Boruto's oh, recreating yeah. the same struggle and strife that Naruto did at that exact age. Oh, except okay. he has a father unlike Naruto. Yeah. Oh, okay. So he so thinks Naruto doesn't care much about. Yeah, it's him. a little meta. And then he's always and then flaking he's always on him. busy and, yeah. f- and flaking on him. But yeah. the reality is that Naruto's taking care of the whole village. Sounds like a whiny bitch. He is yeah. at this point, which he's, they all are. You know, yeah. twelve year olds struggling. It's that. He's whole thing. the Kylo Ren of the Naruto universe. Kind of. <laughs> um, kind of. But <laughs> but when he's when he uh, gets the opportunity to train under Sasuke, uh, his dad's best friend slash rival slash enemy. You know, the whole in list. true anime fashion. Yes. Yeah. Um, he jumps at it, and when he's like, "Hey, prove to me that you're capable," 
he goes and takes the easy way out and starts getting some of this technology that can give him jutsu and so his, you know uncle sasuke is like sure i'll train you i guess and then turn you know that's where the storyline's at right now so i don't know how much more growth can really happen with the series because at the end of the day it's just gonna become like natural versus technology is what i kind of foresee yeah uh, mm-hmm. there is an element of like a clan within the storyline right now that looks like it's descended from the final enemy of the naruto saga so i don't really know okay yeah i yeah. don't know but that's coming he also confirmed a live action naruto is coming to hollywood which kind of following suit yeah yeah yeah. i i mean it's it's always those things where hollywood loves to do those uh movies where it's like okay we have the one big tentpole film coming out now we need to make more of them to see if this like genre works this works yeah Yeah. so one thing i called out was i think pacific rim was kind of the turning point on making anime styled things work right we're about to see ghost in the shell which what you and i have seen looks incredible it's still, it's this, still apprehensive, yeah. but appearances. Yeah, like. no, the trailer I thought overall was good, especially for people who don't know the franchise. A lot of people it's, were like, "Oh, what is this?" The wow point for me is that it it has so many scenes and sequences that are pulled directly from the source material. But then there's a lot of stuff going on that I'm just kind of wary of. It's weird, like mm-hmm. cin- like cinematically, I love it. Yeah, what they're saying, I hate. No, I agree. Yeah. I'm right with you. You and I, I, I feel like you and I kind of have to have eventually like a little ghost in the shell moment oh yeah sure i've been getting right back into uh standalone oh yeah so good good. i want to rewatch that one again yeah um but yeah so like that's the big one coming next year with scarlett johansson um as the lead Mm -hmm. and so like that it's kind of dependent upon that one too but um i was out of curiosity within this this past week actually i was like what is t you know tite kubo the creator bleach doing now that his series is over too and Mm -hmm. every thread i'm reading says like well right at the end of the series they announced a live action film coming to hollywood and it's tight I don't remember that happening. First off, I don't either. <laughs> but I pull, I you know, I found the sources, and I was like, okay, that's. I guess that's happening. Sure enough, like, yeah. It's one of those things where I could easily see them transposing that storyline into an American audience because you basically just flip some of the cultural history pieces because, mm-hmm. like, you know, the whole element of that is that the spirit world is kind of based on Edo era Japan, so it's all yep. samurais and oh, all that stuff. okay, yeah. Um, whereas you know, you translate that to an American audience, all you really have to do is about an eighteen. Uh, 17 1800 era united states version sure. and you have a similar storyline that's what i can imagine happening i could also see them just go one-to-one yeah i don't really know american that, audiences have been much more receptive to that sort of stuff yeah, yeah. plus bleach is super accessible already so and it's it's a fun one um <clears throat> i i liked i used to like watching it because the action was there but yeah. then over time i preferred reading it because the storylines were much better than the action and then i would only tune in when i could find the episodes that focused on the action just like exactly basically pair the two up because fuck filler am i right oh my god (laughs) that naruto and that one are the worst with filler like i thought dragon ball z was bad one piece too is one piece is really bad too (laughs) but uh that's the other one is that one piece i think is getting uh kind of screen testing kind of stuff going on it's it's not quite to a confirmed stage they're just trying to see if it'll work it's just gonna happen probably probably i mean we uh in japan we have full metal alchemist and a bunch i mean a whole slew of others but yeah. uh death note i think is getting rebooted again again, again. after the two films that it yeah. had in japan um it's getting an american release as well um separate a hollywood death note yeah so yeah it looks like we're about to have a shit ton of, of anime coming to the states and a lot of us actual anime fans are terrified yeah, <laughs> hopefully <laughs> like, that's what it comes down to. I don't know. Oh man, yeah. I I think a lot of the movies are gonna be misses, but I'm I'm Me hoping too. at least one of them will be will break the curse. Yeah, I'm there's really, like you I'm, know what I mean. One that hits. The, the yeah. sad part about it is to do it right, you kind of just have to fully commit. 
mm-hmm. and sadly american producers are afraid to commit yeah and i you know what and speaking on that uh that's why the uh adaptation of wow why am i forgetting Ghost. no 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 um holy crap i hate when this happens to me uh-huh. where i have something on um you know with the robots Robotech? fighting the mo- monsters no no, no. Uh, pacific rim yeah thank you <laughs> that's why pacific rim worked is because yeah, they yeah. went like balls deep it's like okay you have your robots you have your monsters yeah, they're and, gonna well, fight and, and guillermo del toro <laughs> is such a visionary style director it's not is it, he's an instance where you have someone who is driven to create it mm-hmm. as opposed to hey we're creating this thing that we got the licenses to let's pick a director that yeah. might be okay with doing it you absolutely guillermo del toro is like no we're fucking doing it this way. We're doing it my way. And that's how you get something like that. I, I have a, a hard problem because he still wants to do Robotech also. Oh, God. Robotech would be interesting. <sighs> That'd be really cool. Mm-hmm. And it would take someone like him to get it right. Mm. Anyone else touches that project and you run into a lot of speed bumps unless they're on that level. So Agreed. I think that's the crux of anime in general. Hell, comic book movies, too, kind of suffer from a similar problem. That's true. Um, as we've seen over the years. Video game movies, same thing. Exactly. Yeah. Thing. Um, you struggle a lot with this whole concept of visionaries versus a guy just doing a project. Right. So here's open. That's the it for the animation. Anime that's thing. yeah. That's a lot of nonsense. You want to hit this one? Um. Yeah. So what we got next is some interesting news that uh, actually got posted right before cast. Like minutes before. Like minutes before. Um. So continuing the, <laughs> the endless trend saga. of hashtag fuck Konami. Oh, my God. Uh, the endless <laughs> saga continues. Um, it's been revealed that former president of the American and European divisions of Konami, uh, Shinji something. Yep, yep. <laughs> I forget his last name. Let's go Shinji. Shinji is a good start. Shinji. I think it's, I'm going to butcher his last name, but we're not going to worry about that. Um, it's been confirmed he had a similar falling out to Konami. Uh, similar to Hideo Kojima's falling out, and has therefore joined Kojima Productions. Yep. Right as Death Stranding is like ramping up. Good for yeah. him. Yeah. Absolutely great for him. Get get the hell off of that this sinking is, shit. This, this yeah. is someone who helped establish, I would say, Kojima's fame in the end of it. Like when you really consider it, like he was probably someone right along the ride with yeah. him. Like, yeah, let's mm-hmm. make all these really crazy visionary projects. Oh yeah. And then seeing the turning point that's happening at Konami is just like fuck you guys. Well, and there were Absolutely. rumors that this that this guy um it was he's got Shinji Hirano, uh, sorry um there he he had gotten demoted a, a few times by Konami oh, as well. Oh, that's shitty. So it, it sounds like he left the company in May or March around around like springtime right this around this the last year. Yeah, of the pachinko controversy. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I, it sounds like he's working on Death Stranding with uh with Kojima and his team. So yeah. Real stoked on that. So it's gonna be pretty sweet. I still have no idea what the fuck that is, but I'm so excited. Yeah, dude. I <laughs> I don't even know. You wanna get this one? Oh yeah, I got this one. Okay. Um, before we go on, I also wanna sh- shout out Tyler Betts. Thank you for joining Geek yeah, Domination. Thanks for liking us. Yeah. Man. Welcome to the Good Domination. Times. Um, <clears throat> so Godzilla Two. I saw the first one. Pretty pretty good. Liked most of it. it uh, that ending though. Yeah. Amazing. Well, in addition. Yeah. It mirrored the original first one so well with the grand, just the grand scale. The oh yeah, the what hour hour of, yeah. of like lingering mystery ish ish. Yeah. I could have done with more Godzilla for well, sure. sure. Yeah, but definitely. the reason why I bring that up is because I'm hoping that it follows a similar trend of the original films, where the first one was much more of like this mysterious monster film that then the monster finally shows up near the end. Sure. 
and then the rest of them are straight up just monster movies. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And that's what I'm kind of hoping happens right. here. And for those of you familiar with Rogue One, Gareth Edwards directed the first one. So this he is did. the same guy who just directed Rogue One. So if yep. you like that movie, go check out Godzilla. Tell me what you think. Yep. Um, Godzilla 2 just came out with its full title, yep. and it is Godzilla King of Monsters. Yep. And I'm cool with that. Yeah. You know, he is the king. Absolutely. And I think if, like, I had only one else thing to say about it, I would have liked Godzilla, the king of monsters. Right. That's fair. A, li- yeah. a little more <laughs> precision in the naming. But, yeah. Some oomph. Yeah, some yeah oomph. own it. A little bit extra. Um, but, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, I'm soaked. Um, uh, I have that article pulled up. Okay, go um, for it. So, I spent most of my day today <laughs> playing some uh, Final Fantasy 15. Trying, trying, to get, trying desperately to, to get through that shit chapter. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the midst of <laughs> the worst I'm chapter right of the game. The yeah, get ready. Crap. It's great. Um, we have some DLC that uh, we finally got some details on. Yeah, we got some details on the first piece mm-hmm. of the season pass. Um, so we already knew we were getting a patch to fix the story, including chapter 13, because it's not great. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's a slog rough. fest. Needs work. Um. Yesterday, I think we actually got some costumes that were that got announced. They were like carnival costumes. Oh, okay. Um, for the free outfit, you're in. It's just like, <laughs> it's an obnoxious color, like pink and yellow, like chocobo Jesus. t-shirt and hat. <laughs> um, if you have the season pass, uh, you get like the carnival plus. I think it's called. Okay. And it's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Whatever. It's like yeah. a sombrero <laughs> and like oh, uh, you need to, you guys okay. need to look it up right. like, if All you right. can find it. All right, I'll look at it. Um, but yeah, and it's got a Moogle on the back. You like a conquistador type costume. Oh, God. It's hilarious. It looks like that scene from uh, Revengeance when Raiden has. The, oh yes. Yeah. It's oh, that's ridiculous. that's excellent. Then never mind. Jesus. I'm totally ready. Um, so <laughs> we got a quote about uh, Gladiolus' scar. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because he leaves the party temporarily, which you are in the midst of right now. Like the last couple days. Mm-hmm. Um, when he returns, he has a new scar on his he forehead. Has, well, he has two new scars. Oh, and he then the, the, his chest. The yeah. Massive, massive. Which I'm like, f- side note, was he gone truly long enough for it to fully heal up? And yeah, that's the scar tissue because that's what it looks like. Right. But then he also has a new one on his eye. Um, but we don't really know what happened. We knew he left, and then he came back. That's really all it came down to. It. He comes back, and the guys the are like, what part, happened to you? No, no. The funniest part was that it, you, he comes back in a moment when you're trying to – spoiler. It's, you're doing a reactor mission. It's real dumb. <laughs> but you're you're led in by this, like, we already sent in one hunter. We don't know how he's doing. You should probably go help him. And you run in, and you both just have this running dialogue of, like, oh, nice moves, man. Oh, yeah, you too. Weird that I haven't met you before. And then, like, they're just fighting in the midst of the yeah. fight. They realize who each other are, and they're like – I will always be there. And you're like, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Obviously the same voice actor. Of course. It's got the same that's, weapon you had equipped on Gladi. That's like, like, yeah. This just giant it's sigh. It's like, what the hell, guys? Like, mm-hmm. It's like, please. The boy band feel is real right now. Literally. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so we got a quote <clears throat> about the return of a certain villain slash summon that we talked about in our yep. Final Fantasy cast. Sure. Yep. Um, Samatari quoted um, – the player confronts an enemy called Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh. Interesting. Can only be seen in episode Gladio. So yep. I'm assuming episode Gladio is going to be the name of the first oh, episodic real DLC, I suppose. Similar I have a feeling. I don't know if it's been confirmed, but I think that each piece of the content will be focused on individ- each individual character of the party apart from Noctis. Um, possibly extending to the few other people that assist you along mm-hmm. the storyline. What with, uh, what was her name? Ariana, the dragoon chick. Yeah. 
uh, as well as uh, the dude that works for uh, the royalty. Uh, the first guy that worked with you, Core, I, Core, I think. Yeah, yeah, with the katana. Yeah, yeah so I think I have a feeling we might experience ep- episodes with each character. Yeah, and then eventually, I don't know when it'll happen, but I can't wait for the co-op patch to come out. Personally, oh my I'm god, so prepared for that. Honestly, I have talked to so many people, and Mason, if you get around to watching this, he straight up mentioned he's like, I will buy the game once co-op is released because it looks cool, but I really don't want to play it by myself. And I'm like. Yeah, fair, fair. We, we were joking last week that we've already got our four player lineup, including you. We decided you're Noctis. Oh, I'm, I get to be Noctis. I'm I'm Ignis because I like to cook and drive. Oh, nice. Prompto over here. Pic- oh, pictures and memes. Memes. Pictures and, and memes. Cody's always a tank in almost every game. That's so true. Gladiolus fits yeah. him perfectly. See, okay, that makes sense too. Because I'll I'll zip the fuck around with Noctis all day long. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. That's I was cool like, I, I like the daggers. I, I was like, fuck yeah, daggers. Oh, and you set it up. You set on. it up. I'll just pew pew people. It's fine. Yeah. Hit, hit all the crit, crit spots. I'm always a critical player too. Mm-hmm. Take pictures in the middle of the fight. It's, it's totally <laughs> fine. <laughs> yep. there, there's the yeah. Oh god, that's great. Then, oh that's ridiculous. <laughs> yes, sombrero confirmed. Jesus, we'll post these in the show totally. notes. But we have some pictures oh of the new god. outfits. That's the one thing I've been slow. I'll say this. Just small, small side note. Yeah. Bring it up. Um, I've been really disappointed with the lack of clothing options. I'm aware that if I Which, had pre-ordered it, I would have had one apparently, additional set. But that that's doesn't true. really change. For um, me. apparently in that first game patch i i don't want to call it a story patch sure yeah um the same patch they're gonna fix 13 they were gonna do they were thinking about the 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 cutscenes. um they were gonna add more avatar customization that'd be good and then the last one was possible different player characters playable characters so that'd be cool cool the one thing i will say about this is that this is the first final fantasy that i've experienced that doesn't have a a larger roster that travels with you that's true yeah which is both good and bad because you get to focus more on the, the important people, but you don't it, – it's not like a – I almost equate it to KOTOR. KOTOR kind of followed the Final Fantasy form, and I'm like, let's throw all these characters in and give each one an important, like, background. That's true, yeah. This one doesn't have nearly as much of that. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, you can hang out with, like, Ignis – or uh, Gladiolus' sister or uh, Kor, you know, for five minutes and then – Yeah, right. So as much as you love your boy band, you wish you had the uh, rock star girl little, lead. You yeah, know? Yeah, like, or, yeah, exactly. Something like a little <laughs> bit more. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm pretty ex- excited for the c- coming parts of yeah. Final Fantasy. We don't have any announcement on dates yet, but yeah, we've been promised we w- and I quote we won't have to wait as long as we did for the original game. I was going to say, too, stay tuned for more on that, too, because all of us at Geek Domination, uh, aside from Andrew right now, are playing that game, and we are definitely going to talk about it at some point here. Yeah, so, yeah. as we've said we'll like in more previous casts, look out for We're, we're going to do a group Final Fantasy fifteen review as well as a group uh, just because it's in, in the same vein, Pokemon Sun and Moon. Those are the two big RPGs that came out like almost simultaneously and that all four, four of us have been just hitting hard. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm pretty stoked for more Final Fantasy 15 stuff. Next, um, yeah, fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> Fail. Um, so we we failed the Pokemon event that happened. Mwah, uh, mwah, it was mwah. what two and a half weeks long, I think. It really ended, short. Ended on December 13th. Realistically, it was attainable because the sales numbers for the game meant that if everyone that bought the game had registered and synced. They only had to catch six Pokemon or so during the event. Yeah. I know if myself, you and I were talking, like we each caught probably about 20 in that two-week span. Yeah. That, that accounts for basically three people. Mm-hmm. And we failed. Yeah. <laughs> in is, short, which is we great failed. because 
if you look at the official announcement on the Nintendo page, on the American yep. page, they say, oh, you guys just missed it. And on the Japanese page, they were like, yeah, you guys got a sixth of the way there. No, it would just be like, you commit seppuku now. Yeah. <laughs> but per- perspective, it, yeah. it was uh, like 13 million out of 100 million. Yeah, something like that. So, it was dumb. So, I just think it's funny. What's that. ironic, too, is that last night I spent about an hour doing the registration process. And yeah, no wonder we failed. That registration process is atrocious. Um, also doesn't help that I failed to log into Pokemon uh, <laughs> more times than I was allowed, and it locked me out for 15 minutes. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, yeah. And then I had to wait and then try again and be like, Good this point. is dumb. Yeah. This is all dumb. But, yeah, that's what that boils down to. Uh, there's going to be more events they've, they've confirmed and coming. So I guess this is more of a learning experience than yeah. anything else. Uh, go and do the registration now because once you're registered, it's really quite easy. You just drop into Festival Plaza go to the computer and hit game sync once and it syncs up what you've done since your last sync and that's the easy thing is that once you're right. done registering it's a cakewalk yeah um the one thing is that uh we would have gotten festival coins and what i've learned is that festival coins kind of equate to allowing you to do more customization to your character than normally able so for instance like i saw people just in the, the plaza mm-hmm. with like shaded red lenses on their glasses yeah there's all kinds of weird yeah, shit you can dye yeah. weird parts of your clothes and things like that so it's one of those things that you may want to do a little bit more attention to yeah it could know. be good later on yeah yeah so that's it for that <laughs> um last thing dc has some shenanigans i'm gonna let anthony tear this next piece of news apart but i'm gonna say it first so that you know we can get the full effect just prepare yourselves so it's been it's rumored right now that with the uh, Harley Quinn standalone film, that we're getting more of a DC, uh, what was it called? DC Sirens? Uh, uh, yeah, no, yeah Gotham, pretty much. Gotham, Gotham, City, Gotham City Sirens. Gotham City yeah. Sirens, which uh, for you, those of you that don't know, is Harley Quinn, Catwoman, and Poison Ivy. This is important because in the canon comics, uh, Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy have an on-again, off-again relationship kind of just like a very passive right relationship open relationship yeah well they're they're considering rumored considering uh megan fox for the part of poison <laughs> ivy God damn it. you know it's one of those things that it's the internet and god i hope it's just the like the rumor yeah. they haven't even thought about it i'm really hoping yeah but god damn if you are dc you you're making all of these changes to make sure you get your movies right, and then like something like this comes out, and then it comes out that you're doing a Sirens movie instead of a Harley Quinn standalone, and it's just like, it feels as if they're always reacting to the wrong things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's so reactionary, um, like they don't have a plan and they just react. Well, and that's that's exactly what I've realized about DC is that the more that the time goes on, I'm realizing that they literally don't have an actual plan. Like they have a roadmap, but it's very loose. Right. And I got excited for Jeff Johns coming in to like, try and take the helm. And then it feels as if he's not taking control. So a little bit more details on that. They've announced, uh, David Iyer will return for the Harley Quinn spinoff. Another bad mistake. Yeah. It did not work for this last film. Well, and something that I was just complaining to John Luke about about Har- this presentation of Harley Quinn is like, they, yeah, they're trying to show her as a, a strong female lead, which is that's that end of it is fantastic. But they're transforming the character away from her roots <coughs> of being a true psychopath and yep. more into this anti-hero character. Well, and in a way of treating her like a like a hair uh, like a proper you know like a strong female type, they're also doing it in the wrong ways. Mm-hmm. Like, God, how many times in that movie did we get so many shots of? <laughs> And that's that's the other the thing. Like, 
Imagine what right. Megan Fox would be oh, like oh, in yeah. that case. Oh, Especially Poison Ivy. Yeah, He's let already... me just pop my cleavage in front of the goddamn camera you the mean, entire you movie. Mean her, like cup bees, by the way. <laughs> like, let's let's be honest. Let's like, she is she is horrible. <laughs> that is the horrible is like giving do. her credit. I know yeah. she's poison, she's literally for movies. She's bad. Yeah, yeah. I'm just toe thumbs. <sighs> God, there, I just I can't. No, um, which I was gonna compare the 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 bastardization of her character to what they've been doing with Mystique. Cough, cough. You're not wrong with that either. <laughs> no, well, a little bit less or so, but still. Let, it's much the same symptom. Where they're, what they're doing is they're trying to empower the characterization while also making them a sex idol, and that's really difficult path to tread because you wind up getting a lot of throwaway scenes that we don't need. Yeah. When the reality is the right way to use the sexualization and have them use that as a weapon. And and there's like like a little moment of that. And then that's sure, it. Like, sure. there's only like a little touch but of that, we but get then like never 30 again. Thirty other yeah. scenes of yeah. her like ah. bending over for an overly long amount of time, or putting on a shirt for way too long too. Like they <laughs> they stretch these We're moments out. Good. Yeah. Thank you. Fuck. Thank you for doing that on screen too. I, I, oh my god. No, <laughs> that's exactly my problem. It's like my my historical knowledge of Harley Quinn. Joker, and like this is the other end of it that I've always wanted to complain about, so I'll just get on my soapbox do real it. quick. Yes, is, do uh, it. Rant, go for it. Joker and Harley Quinn combined are psychotic together. People love to focus on the exclusively part the, of, of the relationship that's a one-sided argument when it's really a, both sides are the problem, is that Joker hits Harley. We know he's abusive. But the other side is that we don't... Like, there's so many instances in the comics that you can pull up that show Harley being just as abusive to him and we never get that focus. See, and, and that's the other side of the equation where you only see the one side in this movie and you need both sides because yeah. it starts out as she's being abused, but then she gets back. And then that makes her a stronger character. And in yeah. addition, it feeds the fact that they thrive on that chaos. Yes. The, the whole personality of those two is that they thrive on the chaos that they give each other. Like, he'll be abusive about like her being a bad hench person for a moment. But then, like, the end of the story, Batman will wind up leaving her in a hole or leaving him in a hole. And yeah. then she'll, he'll be like, Harley, help me out. And she'll be like, nah. And just walk yeah. away. And you're like, Literally. so did she just leave him to die? Yeah, it's like oh this odd Bonnie and Clyde it relationship. Is. And at the end. That's, yeah. that's the part that you kind of have to accept with them is that they're not this example of what you want as an ideal apart from the fact that they feed each other's power. Right. Oh, my and God. That and in that's turn, the important part. Yeah, and then that in turn makes them more fun to exactly. watch. Because it becomes this almost like Tom and Jerry style moment yeah. for them. And that's yeah. the... Oh, my uh, God. But some people get so focused on like, they're abusive. And it's like, yeah, they're super villains, you yeah. fucks. Like, Go, they, they're not the idols. And then add the other problem of that movie. Exactly. They treated everyone like a fucking hero. Go watch Batman the Animated Series. There will be certain episodes where Harley goes off because she's pissed off at Joker for being mm -hmm. an, an ass to her. And she'll go hang out with Poison Ivy for an episode. Yeah. And then the end of the episode, she'll come back or something will happen. Yeah, there's there's a constant... It, it's not that hard. ...duality to these two characters. And they're just constantly thrown aside in the face of, like, Reddit, essentially. That's right. how I view it. Is like, Reddit goes there and is like, yeah. we need to support Harley's character because she's a victim to Joker. I'm like, no, they're both just bastards. They're both yeah. assholes. They're both shitty people. Well, and that's the fun part about them is they're slapstick, awful people. Well, and that's the thing. Like, they need to explore, like, that abusive side of it, Agreed. but then explore the other side of it. It's like you yeah. said, duality. You need the duality yeah. to make them more interesting characters exactly, and yeah. not one-note archetypes. And then they... they the Sorry, I'm banging part, the no, table. You're exactly, you're exactly <laughs> right. Like, they need to... F each other, they both feed off of the other person's crazy. Yeah. And that needs to be showed. And that's, that's the thing is that each of their abusive behaviors feed the other one and make them more driven to be together. It's the mm -hmm. funniest. 
that's what makes it so comical is it takes these two completely opposing ideas slams them together and throws it into a relationship and then you watch the chaos happen and and i think i think people are afraid of doing that filmmakers because it's too comic booky but i think if you do it in the right way it works yeah right well and and yeah there's nothing more needs to be said we just literally said all it needs to be but yeah you're right like that's what it comes down to and that's something i've been kind of in my head complaining about slowly over the past several months is the fact that all these comic book movies are trying to take the high road of like we need to stand for stuff and we need to spread a message and it's like no (laughs) do you though (laughs) let's be honest people go to see these types of films to escape the messages of real life because we have a bunch of different like preaching happening in real life. You can put notes of it in you. Absolutely and we've can. seen success stories. That's why Marvel works. Like yeah. they put a little shade of that in, but they allow you to explore yeah. comic book, like insanity. Yep. Like yep. Dr. Strange is the perfect, oh, perfect little amount of escapism right yeah. there. Yep. Um, but yeah, that's my soapbox on uh, Harley Quinn. Um, we also got the confirmation of uh, the Batman starting filming in the spring of 2017 yeah i mean this is great that cool that's pretty much it i think i think that was it yeah um so dc yeah. figure your shit out please yeah, seriously because your comics are doing good right now they're so getting real good don't don't screw this up have you been keeping up now uh, uh, better yeah D- bitch i don't know if we talked about this but uh sorry for the sidetrack sidetrack but yeah um did you see that they're adding aqualad from young justice into the comic books because he was already part of new 52 mm-hmm and I think I I think the article said they're bringing him back for rebirth again, so Fuck that's, yeah. no, that's, that's cool. The one thing I'm say I'll say this uh, for those of you that know me and John Luke have been me especially, but John Luke's been catching up uh, on rebirth. Rebirth's doing this nice little thing, and especially with one of the other announcements that happened this week, um, I've I've really know it's happening. They're taking New Fifty Two and going. This is a depressing pile of shit. Yeah, how can we fix this? Well, let's kill off that version of Superman where he's too gritty, too aggro. Mm-hmm. Let's bring in classic soups and his family because they were actually hopeful and, and great. But let's take him. Let's take all of his good and bad storylines from the 90s and throw those at him again in this new world and have him re-encounter these problems. But make these stories last super short. We're talking like four issues tops. Yep. Because he did Eradicator. He did uh, Doomsday. He's about to do uh, the Electric Superman from mm-hmm. the Red Blue, Red versus Blue era mm-hmm. uh, of the '90s, and they're about to do all these like throwbacks. They did the Batman one too with, um, uh, what was it? Something of the Monster Man. I can't remember. Night of the Monster Man or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, those are throwbacks from like the '90s when comics were kind of back and forth between mostly bad and yeah. kind of okay. Yeah. And uh, reprising them right now in a way that's super interesting. And sadly, the films are just not hitting the same level of excitement. Like I am, in I'm I'm distant to Marvel right now in comics. Like they're really pissing me off with the way that they're re, like changing things. It's the opposite so problem. Yeah. It's the opposite problem. That's them. so interesting. Yeah. Whereas DC's fully got me involved. Like yeah. I'm so devoted right mm-hmm. now to reading DC comics. It's so good. I'm gonna have to try. Give them a try. Yeah. yeah. It's 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 the best way you can come out of the New Fifty Two era and recover. Yeah. Jeff Johns has done an amazing job guiding that ship. <laughs> yep. I think that's, um, that's what it is. I'm still wondering if it's like a question of he's got a bit of control and now they just need to let him get loose. I think it's a little bit of it. I think the hard part is that he's probably kind of controlling the roadmap and not, and then kind of like tossing individual projects to certain creator groups and going, Hey, yeah. like you, this little thing tank over here has got the suicide squad movie. And this guy mm-hmm. over here, this group of like three people has this film. 
and is hoping that they handle it, mm-hmm. but that it's not taking hold. Yeah, right. and, and it could be a bit of a mix between two different types of thinkings where mm-hmm. it's like he's working on the comic books and then he's also working on it, so maybe he's a little overworked at the he, same time. I mean, honestly, yeah. he probably is. I'm yeah. sure he is, yeah. Um, it's difficult. Because on top of that, he's also an executive producer on all the shows, uh, which I know he doesn't oh, have geez. too much of a, Oh, wow. On, yeah. those, on those points, he doesn't have a whole lot of uh, input. Like, you can tell because Berlanti really takes the helm on those. Okay. Um, but he does, I think, do, like, you know, monthly meetings. In okay, regard, yeah. Where it's like, okay, what do you guys got going on here? Okay, you guys are getting step out. Kind well, of thing. people expected a lot from him when he they took did. the reins. So Well, and they thought uh, – I was even part of that group uh, – expected more immediate change. And I think, oh, I did too. I think it's more like yeah. moving a ship than moving like a car, you know? Yeah. You Ooh, that's a damn good analogy there. Lane, you yeah. have to like turn the entire fucking ship. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And that's where he's at. That's a good uh, way to put it. He's fighting an uphill battle against other producers and creative types within DC and Warner Brother companies. <laughs> good so. luck moving that wheel yeah. up the mountain. Exactly. So. <laughs> Boulder up the mountain, maybe. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, see, we'll see what happens. I'm really, yeah. I have high, high hopes for uh, Aquaman because of uh, Justin Lin. And uh, the Batman one for uh, Ben Affleck being in the creator control on those. Yeah. Those are the two that I'm really like rooting for to kind of change I my feel mind. You. Yeah. Obviously, Wonder Woman's got my high hopes. Oh, yeah, me too. <sighs> that fucking theme, though. Yeah, dude. I mean, every time. <laughs> every time. Every time. It's, it's, it's the give Wild it, Stallions for me. Le, le, like, give it to Junkie XL to give us a damn good yeah, theme. Dude. Amazing. And so I feel good. like that was more junky than Hands. Oh, yeah. guaranteed. Yeah, totally. That was almost, I feel like that was entirely junky. Right? Uh-huh. Especially when you compare it to Mad Max. Especially when you compare it to like the rest of that whole uh, film. That and that's whole, what I'm saying. And you're looking yeah. at the rest of the film and it's like this like You're like, that was hands. our Mad Max moment in the movie. Like, no, I got Wonder Woman. Don't worry, I got Wonder Woman. It just like held him up. Crazy. Should have done the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So, Open uh, the floodgates. The, the review occasion occurs uh, to bring you guys up to speed. Le- yeah. I have not seen the film. This is not for lack of a trying or caring. This is just the the way that life goes when you're a dad. <laughs> and the poor bastard has sacrificed his his first time watching it yeah. to be a part of this cast. That well, and, and I wanted to kind of come in more as the uninformed viewer much like some of you who might be watching us mm-hmm. are or mm-hmm. listening to us are. I'm the guy that'll be asking questions like, so how was, uh, how was that Vader guy? Was he good in this one? And things uh, like that. So I'm oh, going to we're going to get into that. Try we're we're going to get there. We're yeah. try and feed the conversation and let the conversation occur between these two fine gentlemen who witnessed it just a couple minutes ago. Basically, too long didn't read. Zane is playing with matches around some gasoline. <laughs> and I am ready for that. I've got a Nick fire extinguisher nearby, but I'm probably not going to use it. <laughs> just going to watch it burn. Oh, yeah. So let's just say this. First up, it. simple review. No yep. spoilers. Yeah, yeah. No spoilers. Absolutely. Um... The movie was definitely a fun time in the cinema, I think. It's one of those moments where you go in and you have all of the Star Wars geeks around you. And you feel that energy. There's nothing like it. Like, I love Star Wars energy in the theaters. The only energy that ever matched that energy for me was opening night for exclusively just the first Avenger film. I've never felt it in another Marvel film since or before that. That That's was the only one. pretty true. And, and I think that was also the floodgate where, like, the masses really caught on to Avengers. Mm-hmm. And then, it like, it was kind of like everybody was there. It wasn't, like, hardcore, hardcore comics, yeah. you know? That yeah. was the only opening, 
uh, night movie where I remember there was like standing ovations. Mm-hmm. There was people who all together were making jokes and the whole theater would die laughing. Yeah. Like it was it was an event separate from every other film that I've seen. So I can agree that like I that's the atmosphere of all the Star Wars releases. There's nothing quite like it. Yeah. yeah. There, there really there's isn't. nothing like yeah. it. It's, it's when a so fandom rare. truly comes together for something yeah. like that. You, uh, fireworks is how it feels absolutely inside your belly so first off there it's like i just really really love that um and then the movie lives up to i think the best way to put it is fan service oh yeah there is so much fan service there's a lot like largely positive and then when we get into the bigger spoiler type of the review i'll talk about a few little nitpicky negatives I'll put it this way too. Uh, they they needed to do that, I think, with a spinoff. This being the first non-main series film, they had to. They know they're going to survive by the fans, not by the general viewers. I think that's Both important to note to a degree. But well, I well, I agree. The first so is that, and, and then and the second. Yeah. Well, yeah. And what I meant more of that is that to get the ball rolling on the oh, yeah. viewers, you need to get the fans. Adoration, All right? You need to, they, they, you need to you get need the, the critics. You need yeah. them to talk. Yeah, and who's going to be more critical than the fans? Right. Yeah. That's true. Um, I loved literally all of the characters. I think across the board, generally, I I like I really enjoyed them all. Yeah. Um, I think there are a few that were maybe a little less touched on than others, and I could have oh, yeah. done with more. Absolutely. But then again, like what you got for the length of film that it is, it felt right in Full. most parts. Yeah. It, it felt it felt complete. It, it, it was satisfying. <laughs> complete. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I think. I think when I like I really get down to brass tacks and I think about the negatives of the movie, I could say that there were a few, you know, like eh, it's lagging a little bit in the first and the second sometimes. But then I'm really liking the character builds ups like it's very much one of those movies where you get the exposition. And if you saw the film Godzilla, Gareth Edwards last movie, it mirrors that type of feeling where it's like everything leads up to a finale and that finale is mm. so good. So let me interject here because this is a good time with the uh, non-spoiler portions. Did you feel that the slow points were completely justified or did it feel like he did a little bit too much touching on the break? Ooh, that's that's a difficult that one. That's a hard question. How did you feel about that? My first reaction, I'd say about halfway through the movie, I was like, what the hell is this? What's this pacing? Okay. Oh yeah, so you did have that moment. Yeah, I, I did the break a little yeah, bit too it, much. It would okay. just seemed kind of weird. The okay. first like fifteen minutes or so, and then the transition that we'll probably talk about, right? Um, was good, but then when they kind of did a oh God, I'm not going to compare it to Suicide Squad, but I uh, <laughs> go for it. They did the mm. whole. The, they had to introduce each character. They had, to, they had to give you a little bit of focus so you yeah. could attach to the characters. It was just it was weird, and like Anthony said a little bit ago, just <clears throat> the amount of time they spent on specific characters was inconsistent, which is understandable, right. but it was kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, but then it gets to that later act of the movie, and you're like, ah, oh, shit. Okay. Right, and, and that's the thing. So I think I felt it to a little less of the degree, and that's why I asked you, because mm-hmm. I wondered if this would be the case. Mm-hmm. Catalyst helps a lot i think in establishing why you care which that's and most people don't have that during the trailers i (laughs) i just went on the internet and read a summary of the book just so i could get an idea but i gotta finish reading it now absolutely but so and what that surmises is uh in the summary of that statement there 
if you can read Catalyst. Also, go watch Anthony's little editorial review type thingy. He has it. It's out there. It's a good video. Yeah, it's it's a very good way to get caught up on it. Yeah, yeah, and I tried to link as much stuff into it too, and so I could also talk about James Luceno, and he did an excellent job on that book. But good. it really does establish why you care about one of the side characters who I could have done with actually more of, and we'll mm-hmm. talk about that. But then also the main heroine herself, sure. because you have that care for her family before. Yep. And that's less Let's so in this movie. Some, we, we can do names. That's not spoilers. Yeah, Jin Urso. So, so yeah. Jane Urso, and then what's the other character? Galen Urso. Galen, okay. Yeah. So there you go. So those are the characters that you know could use a little bit more of Galen. And yeah. yeah, well, and then there are a few others, too. Sure. Um, it yeah. could have done with more Bays. Okay. could have done with more Bays. I wanted to know why oh, yeah. he and Chirrut are best, best buds. You okay. kind of get an inkling of it, so you can assume... But it's technically not really explained. Yeah, that's one of those things where you just find them together in the movie. Okay. Yeah, not really spoilery. Yeah. and it just kind of is like here, here's some, here's here some, you go, here's These some buddies. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I'm curious also since you're prefacing all this, of uh, how much either deleted or extended scenes from the the release, the final release, home home release, will support those moments, those characters. I okay. Here's the thing. I don't think we're gonna get deleted scenes so much as a completely different movie. I'm sure. not going to lie. That's 50% of what you've seen in trailers, not there at all. That's true. There's not there. N- most that, of the footage I from trailers. I should have asked that. Yeah. Not well, in the movie. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's interesting. So before the reshoots and that type of thing, you're, you're, you're talking like original cut? Oh, yeah. Like yeah. you can tell. Like there was one scene specifically where I'm like, I was like, I was expecting something to happen. Yeah. And then I'm like, whoa, that, that didn't happen. Where's the TIE fighter? Not there. I knew that's what it was. <laughs> She's walking down the catwalk. Yeah, that's such a good there. shot in the trailer. Right. It was such like, a uh, cool moment. I'm like, who's in the TIE fighter? Yeah. Not My there. curiosity would be like, <laughs> not movie. I would hope that they would release a director's cut or an extended cut of some type, but the reality Collider, is that they made... They, did they? Collider did release a statement from Gareth that they're musing over the idea because this has been the year where everyone's like, oh, let's release the extended cut and then make more money off the movie because yeah. well, Hollywood's as, like, as we can make around, more money. Yep. As you said around BVS, the biggest reason for cuts tends to be so that they get more shows per day, which mm-hmm. amounts to more money in the theaters. This is the interesting <sighs> thing, though. Like, I think to a degree that was definitely BVS. Well, yeah. actually, to a large degree, I think that, that was BBS. Was very yeah. I think with uh, David Ayer's Suicide Squad, I think it was like a different feel of a movie, yeah. tonally. Yeah. And then I think with this, it's going to be a different like story summary and lore building later yeah. on. Because yeah. there's a lot that happens Exposition. in that third act that just is like, oh my god, that person's there. That yeah. person's <laughs> yes. there. Oh <laughs> my god. Like, Dude, okay, again, cool. the fan service. Cool, the cool, fan cool. service. Like, oh my god. We'll I think that's what the reshoots were. Yeah. Like, People okay, like we need Tarkin fan and service. Vader show up in the third act. But suffice it to say that this movie is fun. And I think that's the best way to like describe really, it for the most part. I'll, say this. It's, I'll, I'll put it it's out good. there. The trailer does not evoke fun. It, it definitely evokes drama. There's drama. It's... Well, and it's fun, fun like, as far saying. as the cinema goes. It's yeah. gritty. It's gritty and dark for cool. it's a war. It's cool. a war movie. Yeah. Well, cool. and David Ayer's been yeah. like, or wow, Gareth Edwards has been Edwards. like yep. always like, oh, I wanted to watch Apocalypse Now and put that into Star Wars, right? Yeah. Which, well done. Yeah. Yeah. Because it there were par- there were parts that you know they, there's the comic relief, little tiny lines that actually meshed with the movie, unlike your Age of Ultron, right? <laughs> But Let's um, just shove a joke here. God, no, it was. Oh, the comedy was really good. It was. It was in the perfect yeah. spot. But then you get to the scenes where it's like wartime, like executions, like and brutal, like 
yeah. actual war Absolutely. shots. It was like, wow. And that's like not evoked only on the Empire side. That's yeah. evoked on the Rebellion oh, side absolutely. as well, which yeah. I loved. That's yeah, I, They're not mm. perfect people. The nope. Rebellion's a rebellion. You know, they start off kind of they're as terrorists. Technically terrorists. Yeah. yeah. That's at least how yeah. the Empire views no, yeah, them. That's, that's mm-hmm. true. And then the rebels would call themselves freedom fighters. Yeah. it's But that's how every regime puts a spin on it's, it politically. Let's be really real. That's life. That's America. <laughs> yeah. That's every country out there. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's true. It's awesome it's, though. It's well done. Yeah. So coming up, I, I just have like one little thing and then I'm thinking maybe unless you had something, like maybe then we could like give scores. I can think of some final questions for the oh, yeah. non spoiler. Okay. I'll do that while you guys give your final uh, do your here. last thing. Um soundtrack. I thought it was underwhelming. It's weird. I know for those of you that don't understand um, Michael Giacchino had literally less than a month to make the entire score of this movie. Yeah. For that, I think he did a good job. Nice. I can agree with that. But nice. compared to other Star Wars films, it's completely jarring in many ways because it doesn't have that, like, there, you know, it's just that that Williams like excellence, mm-hmm. and it's definitely you feel it here, especially because I think Giacchino, if given the proper amount of time, he could do a really good oh, job. Totally. And there were like scores here there were and moments, moments yeah. where I'm like that's it like okay for example um, I'm not going to spoil what happens here but Iriadu that like sweeping score when they yes. go like like I was like yeah that's Star that's, Wars that reminded me of like this is really like obscure <laughs> um, the sewer level in Shadows of the Empire like the soundtrack yeah, for that totally. yeah. which also spoiler there you see somebody ship Yes. Ooh. did you catch that yes I did yeah um, um, yeah, it's like, it's just like moments that were yeah. excellent. And then the large part of it was just like, eh, it was there. It was, yeah, it just seemed like it was there. I agree that if given the amount of time that most composers are for this scale, um, I think he could totally sell it. But there were moments where I was like, this, this doesn't have the same impact, or impact, heaviness, right, effect, yeah. that big, like orchestral, like Williams-esque ridiculousness that you see in say your empire Mm -hmm. but absolutely okay so um as a final score and i've been thinking about this a lot because i'm like how does this compare to what some people say like kevin smith he's like this is the empire strikes back no it's not i'm gonna disagree completely with that kevin on that yeah this is not but it's good and so i do i compare it to the force awakens and like what do i like more i like this the most inkling above that. And and the only reason why I say that is because I think the characters you had more attachment with and you are excited for where they're going, whereas this wraps up characters. Um, So it's like Force Awakens is setting up a universe. This is fulfilling on your understanding of the universe. Mm -hmm. So I think in that way it was so successful, but I also think it's like that's the movie. Yeah. I'm giving this a good, like, eight and a half. I don't want to go as far as a nine or a ten, but damn, it was, like, it was good. And that's that's what I'm I'm liking. It's not excellent, excellent yet, as, yeah. like, the most critical side of sure, me sure. is thinking. Mm-hmm. But, man, like, how can you not enjoy this movie and then be like, that was so fun. And yeah. I can't wait to watch this movie and then watch A New Hope. Yeah, dude, exactly. I, that was actually one of my questions, actually. So, yeah, there you go. How do you feel? happy yeah C- complete yeah <laughs> what's your no, score i would probably give it 
a high eight, like low nine, maybe. Yeah, yeah like, it's it stands up there with the original trilogy. It's it really really satisfies the hardcore fans like Anthony or myself. Mm-hmm. And like he said, it's it's more of a bridge rather than uh, a setup. You know, it it just ties everything together. Uh, we're gonna keep saying this, but the fan service, the little bit of cameos, the little holes, that, the little tiny holes in each like little piece that they filled. Yeah. Just and like to echo the sentiment of the internet, Vader. Yes. Vader. Oh my god. Incredible. Uh, it's just yeah. Yeah. So I've been thinking of questions. Things that I like basically to give you the briefest, easiest concept, I'm thinking of what my dad would ask because he's the biggest Star Wars fan from like literally from like being the twelve year old walking into the theater for the first time at New Hope mm-hmm. ever showing kind of thing. And just trying to picture what he would ask to not mm-hmm. get because he's big on like I don't want spoilers kind of yeah thing. absolutely so just like okay so the big thing is how much force is shown uh this is the excellent part of the movie there's only one person who really really uses the force and, should, and then one has an inkling of the proper okay. amounts of it okay cool so there, there's two small pieces very very little okay. very little yeah good and and it's like what we were alluding to when we f- saw the first trailer. It's like you're not gonna have like Jedi's and you know yeah, Sith yeah. running around, you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. all that craziness. It's like they use it as a rallying cry. Yeah, cool. for the most part. Cool. Um, how much crossover with A New Hope? Is oh there? my god! Without giving it away fully, of like um, this, it's from here on, it's just third like, act. Okay, completely, literally minutes before. Le- minutes leads right into it cool. yeah yeah and then um yeah so people so you do you feel this is more for fans of the original trilogy than people who jumped on during the, the modern trilogy i would say uh, i mean i guess the question is like do you like do you feel like 40 year olds would love this more than the 20 year olds uh i absolutely feel that okay. although i hope they the 20 year olds also feel that too because yeah. If you like the prequels more than the original trilogy, you're fucking insane. Yeah. You're fucking insane. You're you're wrong. <laughs> there's only one scene <laughs> you're, you're for me wrong. that stands there, for me there's only one scene that stands above the original trilogy and it's exclusively the Darth Maul scene, the duel of yeah, fates. Yeah, qu- and that's I think that's it for everybody, maybe that and like Obi-Wan and Anakin at the end of Revenge. Yeah. 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 But you can't beat the score during Duel of the Fates. Yeah. That's <laughs> good music. That music. Uh, yeah, so I think that's really about it for spoiler-free. I can't think of any other random questions I could ask. Uh, I guess, um, is there uh, X-Wings? Oh, <laughs> yeah, there. there's X-Wings. Yes. There's cool. some <laughs> damn X-Wings in there. confirm. As a weird Some question, Y-Wings. <laughs> this is something that I can actually, I think you would know better than even you, would be, uh, is there any mention of the theft of the X-Wing plan from prior? Because it would have happened before this, I believe. No. No, nah, I mean yeah. they. I it, that was always like one of my personal favorite little <clears throat> mini arcs is the fact that the, re- the rebellion stole the plans for the X wing. As of made it. <laughs> as of this universe, it's someone within the rebellion that came up with that idea from okay. what was in kind of the republics with those like weird wings. Yeah, the Clone Wars ones. The that Clone Wars had ones. the wings, but they yeah, also like six up. foiled. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, that's it. That's all I had was <laughs> ship stuff. I, I, I'm Are a there ship junkie. X-Wings? <laughs> yeah. What, what what were they called again? Like the YT somethings? Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. I'm a ship junkie when it came to Star Wars. Yeah, hey, absolutely. Nothing wrong with that, there. man. And, good stuff. And I feel like for other types of ships, you're going to feel that oh, cool. a lot. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. Okay, so... <laughs> 
<laughs> Spoilers are about to occur if you have not witnessed the film yet, but want to and want to avoid spoilers, turn off the stream. If you're listening to the podcast, turn off the cast. We <sighs> love you. Go to the usual socials on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all those places. Our website is geekdomination.net. And you can email us always at geekdominationlisteners at gmail.com. And then come back after you've watched the movie. Come back and catch this last bit here and hear all the thoughts and the fun parts and participate and, you know, all that cool stuff. Yeah, tell us yours too. Your Absolutely. Your favorite parts, those sorts of things. Now, Zane. Yes, sir. I am sorry. I, as we discussed before this, um, I'm prepared. You were uh, on the I, altar I'm, and I'm, I'm about to behead I'm you. Receptive. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I'm receptive. I'm openly receptive. I'm actually really excited to hear. Uh, like, it's one of those things like I'm not sure when I'll be able to see it and I'd rather hear the spoilers directly from the, the good sources Fair rather enough. than from some garbage article. I'm all, I'm all fidgety now because well, we're about you. to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yes! <laughs> okay, yes. so how do we agree on this? What was it? Characters? Do we want to talk about characters? Yeah, and let's start can... there. Okay. Good spot. <clears throat> First up, um, I'm going to go ahead and, and start off with uh, the main heroine herself. I think Jin Irso is the best mm-hmm. way to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had an incredible arc with her events with Galen. Uh, the movie opens up and literally her mom gets killed. Okay. And, you know, uh, Galen gets taken by Krennic. And you feel the impact of that to a certain degree, especially me for that catalyst knowledge like oh, yeah. I was mentioning. Yep. Um, and I, I think the best parts for her character were in the rallying cries for the rebellion. Absolutely. Her, um, her speeches and her, yeah. her moments where she actually started caring about the universe. Right. Caring about people around her, you know. Right. There's, when you're going through Jetta and you're seeing how this, like, city is pretty much at, like, a, it, it, it kind of reminded me of, like, in a way, like, the Middle East. Because it's, like, tons of people low-tech just like using their own environment mm-hmm. to win over the empire yeah. and saw like is just like fuck the empire let's kill them kill everyone like, yeah okay. fucking get it get rid of them saw Guerrera, this is kind of jumping characters a we're tiny probably bit. gonna jump a lot sure um saw is turned into this extremist he's too extreme for the rebels even mm. he's got his own like <sighs> band of mercenary rebels like he's hardcore like yeah. murder all the empire sure sure like guerrilla warfare yeah and like <clears throat> here's the shitty thing like you don't completely understand like you sort of do the again the movie opens up and like she's there how did she escape getting found by them well she hid on a rock <laughs> and then saw's like oh hey child come, i got you come child right and then Get like over here, child. to like and then lyra has this little calm link to to mm-hmm. saw and she's like it's time you know it's happening it's happening we're yeah. gonna make the plan happen and in Catalyst, Saw is way more of a badass than in this movie. And that made me oh, yeah. disappointed, actually. He, in he was. That's fair. How spoiler are we getting here? Are we just Go all the way. free range? This, this is this, this is for is the Star cool. Wars hardcore. Um, he was only in the movie for the first act. And he was really barely. He yeah, he barely, gets killed off. He oh, barely mattered. Yeah. Damn. And it sucks because like. You see him like kind of torturing um, Bodhi Bodhi Rock was his name. Yes, the Bodhi pilot. Rock. The pilot. The pilot. The, yeah, the he's kind of like yeah. doing this weird torturing thing where he doesn't believe what Bodhi's saying because yeah. he comes back with the transmission plans. Yes, and he's like, "Hey, Galen told me to tell you 
Saw doesn't believe him at first, and he uses this weird like <laughs> slug creature. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. okay, tentacle like. Well, and it it it's alluded to that this creature is like kind of using force powers, but maybe mm-hmm. in like a detrimental way. Right, right. Where it's like he can look into his mind and get the truth out from him, but then he can lose his mind. It kind of reminds mm-hmm. me of the the Terran Tatex from Kotor. Oh yeah, that like yeah, yeah. eat on force powers oh, a little bit. But okay, in a way. Um, yeah, his Saw's whole arc was it's sad because he was the first. Correct me if I'm wrong, but in the new canon, he's really the first character who's made the jump from the side, like cartoon book stuff, into the main. Yeah, specifically non movie canon. I think he's the first character to really do it. Um, and and in a way, it definitely worked. Yeah, but in a way, it also didn't because it's like he's got this background that's like this big. I wanted saw this much of a. Yeah, uh, I wanted saw to actually be out with the troops. Yeah, and I think I would have loved him like laying down the law. He was just in his base. Yeah, he's he's more like on the side, like "Mm, kill him, scheming ish. Okay. Yeah, and there is the one thing I will say I liked was that saw comes out. He's got his metal legs out and he's got a breath mask. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that reminds me of his duality in a way to Vader because Anakin in many ways and Ahsoka taught him how to fight. Mm -hmm. And it's that cool idea of he was also like Anakin, a victim of this darker path. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what he kind of took, but you don't see enough of that darker path to really fully get it. That he has kind of a, uh, a really I wouldn't call it bad guy, but it's sort of like a dark side take on a positive objective. So in the vein of like, you might find you probably won't in the modern canon, but in reality, there's good guys and bad guys on both sides of a conflict. Absolutely. And, and yeah, that's what he's supposed to represent. I just wish we would have okay. seen more of the badness yeah. of him and then mm. more of him just being straight up cutthroat, uh, like Cassian in the beginning who straight up shoots a rebel. Cause he Ooh. won't move fast enough. Yeah. Um, Which, and we'll go more into that yeah. in a minute. The last thing I want to say on Saw only here is in Catalyst, he has an extremely cool moment where he literally leads a system to rebel against the Empire and almost pulls off somewhat of a successful foray with Tarkin. Yeah. Damn. Damn, actually. Look, with Tarkin. Yeah, he, yeah. He, Tarkin's like one of the greatest yeah, war generals he pissed, of all time. He literally annoys Tarkin. Like, Tarkin's like, why can't I win right now? Yeah. And, like, I'm stuck here in this system Just like dealing with these Starcraft fucks. Player, yeah, right? and, it's, and it's Saw. I always win. Right. Saw oh, convinces this smuggler guy, Hass Obit, to pretty much be like, oh, hey, we're going to do a rebellion, and we're literally going to play guerrilla warfare with these guys. So mm-hmm. it's hit and run with the Empire that's just trying to straight up be cutthroat. It's like Tarkin's the the British general trying to play Walk it right. Walk in a line and kill them all. And yes. Like, no, that's and, dumb. And then Saw's <laughs> the, the American guerrilla warfighter that's like, well, the this Patriot. is where we hit them here. So now yeah. this is the Patriot. It's Dude, pretty. With it's, Mel Gibson. <laughs> in the Catalyst, he's the Patriot. Yeah, in okay. here, he's kind of like an effective Patriot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So... I just I could have used more of that in a way, um, yeah. But more again, it was representation. Yeah, and yeah. it was that weird moment of also recognizing they only have so much time. Right? Yeah, right, right, right. Well, um, anyways, the next character. Well, and well, I think the best way to go is again, like we'll kind of shoot back to Jin. Yeah, because she's her her she's arc is the whole movie. Literally yeah, everybody. So, um, let's talk about Bodhi, I guess. Bodhi, since, since we touched on him. Yeah, uh, the pilot, the defector of. The uh, from the Empire, yep. Who Galen Erso, Jen's father, uh, sent to Sagarera with 
information. Basically, the we- the weakness, which let's just talk about that real quick. Um, Galen is the person who put the weakness into the Death Star. The century-old, <laughs> like, why is there a hole in the Death Star? And they didn't see this. Why didn't they Galen that? snuck it in there. Yeah, so that's confirmed. That's People had been talking about that, but yeah, that's, that's, that's how that great. works. That's actually a brilliant way to cut off that whole argument. <laughs> yeah, altogether. it literally removed Turns out it. it was actually this rebel guy that snuck that into plans and no one noticed. And, and again, you have more feeling for why he's doing what he's doing and 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 all that through Catalyst. Yeah. I'll say. But Bodhi was effective in the idea that he's just a pilot. He kind of got thrown in this situation, but he's trying to do good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so you feel sympathetic for him. And I think Riz Ahmed did a great job of playing him. Oh, absolutely. Um, I liked all of his lines. And when we get to that third act, um, you know, he they managed to get in successfully to the last yeah. base. And it was cool. Um, well, okay, I'm jumping a little bit. When they go to get Galen, they try to get him. Mm-hmm. At least that's another spoiler. He's he's still alive. He's dead. Oh, yeah, he's, he's gone. gone. Cool. <laughs> Everyone's gone. <laughs> Everyone's dead. Let me just get that out of the way. Everyone yeah, dies. Everyone is dead. Cool. Well, dead. That, well, yeah. That's the easiest way to justify why they were never in the original trilogy. Yeah. Like everyone's asking for it, and that's like why in the beginning I'm like, they're all going to die. I really commend Disney you and for I following kinda, through, I think though. You and I called that about a year ago. We're like, everyone in this movie's either yeah. got to be dead or missing right. for the entire I'm just, duration. Yeah, of and that's most trilogy, everyone. So. I'm yeah. glad that Disney went that route. Yeah. Because I, I commend them to actually kill off this many characters. Like, good for them. Yeah. Right. Um, and then I like how, like, Bodhi's kind of like trying to be. Jim becomes it fully, but for the beginning part of it, I think Bodhi was the guy that was actually out of all of the crew consistently trying to do good. Yeah, he was um, literally the voice of reason. Yeah, like, for example, he's like, Cassian, why do you want to try and kill Galen right now? Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that, man. And then Cassian eventually flinches. And then later, um, he makes up the call sign Rogue One. That's just great. I liked how he did that. And That's Andrew, a good moment. And then says, fuck as you Andrew, to the Rebellion. Yeah. As Andrew shared earlier this week, spoiler alert, the ship is called Rogue yeah. One. <laughs> it's like, well, oh, okay. Like you said, call sign. We'll, we'll get into that yeah. later, too. That's a great moment. Um, that was a great moment. And then I liked how, you know, after they're in Scarif doing their stuff, um, he has that epic moment where it's like, I am the only one that can get this whole calm leak to work right now. And everyone's under fire mm-hmm. if i go out there i'm probably gonna die but i have to do it anyway he and has, there was this, uh, yeah and there was this like, epic moment he's just slow-mo like yeah. dodging dodging laser uh, rifle fire yep. well with no, the, no, no, no no that's the other one okay he wasn't really dodging it oh uh, he was running through yeah he's cover. Running, he just yeah. runs through yeah okay. gets the because that's cheer it we'll yeah it. okay yeah. Do- dodging is a not a great word yeah. to use he runs through fire serpentine with a cord yeah. to plug in pretty much <laughs> yeah okay and then um, he does that. Um, he goes back into the ship to transmit this whole thing because, you know, the rebellion's up top. They can't get through the shield gate, yeah. and they don't know what's going on down there. And then he finally gets the transmission through because he hacks the Empire signal. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, we need you to take down the shield gate. Otherwise, the transmissions are not getting through. He says this, and then a stupid fucking Empire thro- a guy throws in the the – the grenade yep. um, blows Into the up the ship, blows yeah. the ship up, and and there's this moment where he just like he resigns himself to his fate. He just he sees the grenade bounce in, and he just is, he has that look where he's like, I I accomplished what I needed. To I do. did it. I did my part. Yep. And there's also this like kind of regular thing about him where he's always 
like, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. And then he has that moment at the end where he just commits mm -hmm. full. And that was cool. And I, I love him. I love him and I commend him for it. Yep. He was literally, I think, the only pure good guy in this movie. Yeah, I pure totally agree. Which is guy. funny because he's, he's a defector from the Empire. Yeah, right. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and that's like, you know, why we love Lost Stars so much. It oh, explains yeah. so much of mm -hmm. why to people the Empire was good. Yeah. Um, all right. What's next? Um, let's see. Let's do let's do K2. K2SO! Yeah. Alan Tudyk is a master. He's at acting, period. Period. He's yeah. so good. K2SO was so effective because Zane, he was the comic relief sure, for the movie. Sure. Yeah. He and cheer it sometimes. And yeah, if we're being honest, if you're gonna put Alan Tudyk in anything, he is your he is your comedic relief. Just yeah. period. Yeah. Like well, he's just he he flows right. with it. And to begin, K2SO starts off, he's with Cassie and he's a reprogrammed mech, right? And yep. there was this cool, awesome moment of Cassian's like, you know, he's he's with us, but um Cassian's trying to be always like, No, Jin's good. Jin's gonna like be with us. And K2SO's like, Do you want another probability? Like, she's going to kill us. <laughs> Why are you trusting her? That's Throughout great. the whole movie, yeah. everything. He's he like, can't get it out of his mind. Do you really, want, do you really want another probability for this? Yeah. Do you he's really like, want to know this? <laughs> and then going through always, like, he's always consistently surviving and helping the group out. And he reminds me a lot in the sense of Guardians of the Galaxy's group. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, where he's not a human He's kind of out of place, but he just will always be there to support he's everyone. And he shows up when he's needed. Yeah. Yeah. And at the end of the movie, he literally holds off Empire troops. That's so brutal. Seals the door oh for them to God. get the plans and gets blown up. And like that moment to me was like, oh, yeah. we are Groot. Yeah, dude. <laughs> you know, like, so, oh, oh, God he's, to me. He, he literally oh, survives multiple fires. Like it's yeah. firing yeah. holes in him yeah. and he's. Like slumped over the console, telling Cassie, "I'm gonna lock the doors now. You guys have to do this." Yeah, and it's so brutal. And like, I didn't 100 percent like feel for the for him at first, but then that scene happened, and I was like, "Oh god!" Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, like man. so bleeding hard. Yeah, and and he just smashes it, you know, and he's yeah. like, "Yeah, Cassian, good luck." And, and he shuts the vault Cassian, door, yeah. and then he finally just slumps over and it blows up, and it's like, oh. Yeah, man. it was it was a good moment. Yeah. His character was the like feels. awesome. Yeah, awesome. it was good. And man, his like, there's so many funny moments. In a way, like I think that's one of the things that I still consistently won't spoil for you, Zane. Sure, sure. Because I think you're gonna enjoy yeah, the humor of him so would, much. Be, yeah, that's yeah. a good one. Um. Well, oh my god. Who else on the rebel side? Let's just kind of finish knocking them down. Okay, that's that's good. Then let's base. Yeah, let's do base. Base. Uh, base was just kind of there. Yeah, he's like he's just a consistent like heavy trooper badass. Yeah, he's he's got a, like oh. a a pack on. Oh yeah, god, yeah. it's like I want that gun, dude. Right? It's yeah, so bad. Where is that in Battlefront? Let's put that in Battlefront. EA. Um, Fallout Three, Fox, the super mutant with the Gatling laser, literally yeah. that, but in a rifle. Sure. <laughs> like connected to a backpack. Yeah. So badass. He's your he's your stereotypical like war hero, rough. the heavy. He's yeah. The, yeah. He's the gruff heavy yeah. guy. Just yeah. Ugh, let's just kill him. <laughs> best best buds with uh with Chirrut. Yes, Chirrut and him are like at the beginning. You know they find them on Jetta and they're hanging out. Um, Chirrut's you know kind of like saying his piece, and then Baze is like, "Why do we need to go with them?" You know, like kind of like, "Oh, are you fucking serious?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super pessimistic. <sighs> like, why are we doing this? Yeah. Yep. And then there's that like epic moment in the trailer where Chirrut 
kind of stands up to the Empire, fights them, and then stormtroopers come in and Chirrut's like getting ready and then just straight up do 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 yeah like a whole squadron at once like dink gone <laughs> just gone and yeah. he's like you almost shot me <laughs> you're welcome yeah you know, like, <laughs> don't worry I got him just the talking between those two characters oh, between Chirrut and uh, Baze is yeah, hilarious dude great. they're they're boys like they're they're, they're pals yeah. yeah they're the type that'll give each other shit fist bump and then kill some more guys it's so yeah funny. and awesome. Baze is very much so like Chirrut Sure, it's always happy-go-lucky. He's the reverse, and and I like the moment too where um, Baze was at uh, Iriadu, and he's just knocking him back. Like you're just like, damn, that's good that he showed up there in that moment. Yeah. Um, and then at the end, he is great in the end. Like I wish I knew God, more of him, dude. and that's like my one little complaint because I didn't get to fully know him. But damn, he's like he's going through like the trenches and everything, so to speak, leading the troops, just like do 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 do, and then the ATATs, like, and that's the one moment where that music comes back, where it's like da 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 na na na, and then like he's just like running underneath, <laughs> and they shoot off the the AT, he shoots yeah. off that ATAT missile, oh, okay, and then yep. there's that like moment where the ATAT is like stuttering, he comes back, and then like both him and the rebels like. <laughs> like, oh, like, fuck. Fuck? are you yeah. serious yeah oh, that's uh, great. and then his ending is just like so epic he Dude, is the guy that goes down guns please he had his noble six moment yeah oh, he was Dude, a meal it was so badass yeah. literally just in a a war zone dead bodies um death troopers just keep walking up he just shooting them once take a shot get back up kill a couple more take another shot it was so badass, cool. yeah. Yeah. And then we 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 should have done cheer at first. But well, I'm glad I'm glad we got Bays out of the way. Yeah. So then now we get to lead up into cheer. Okay. Yeah. Um, Chirrut's mantra because we were correct in that he is kind of a an acolyte mm-hmm. of the Force. Okay. And uh, God. yeah, the thing with mm. me that like made it for me is that he is the living proof that there are different types of Force affinities yeah. so to speak within people like okay. some people are stronger with it some people only get like certain amounts of it it's like well why are there jedi temple guardians um and they're not like going out with the jedi knights and the jedi masters yeah. well it's because they don't feel the force as strongly as them yeah. um cheer it reminds me of like this the idea of a temple guardian yeah you know he's like he's blind and Jin comes up with the uh, kyber crystal on her neck, right? Mm-hmm. And I love that moment where Chirrut's like, uh, what is that on your neck there? I, I, I recognize it. I know it. Doesn't How did you get some, that? Doesn't he say, like, I'll tell you a fortune for your necklace? Yeah, I'll tell you like a that. fortune yeah. for your necklace. Yeah, that's, that's exactly great. it. And she goes, how do you know I was wearing a necklace? And yeah. it's like, yeah. oh, shit. And he's it's just like he feels it. He's Kenshi he, from Mortal Kombat. He's, <laughs> he's blind, knows a lot of things, feels yeah. the force yeah, through he's, his sight. He's force-sensitive in the most minimal way. Yeah. Do you know yeah. his actual species? Because I'm curious. He's just a human. Yeah, Yeah, he's just a human, uh, traditional kind of human, just blind. Okay. And the cool thing with him, too, is, like, he has these moments where he's, like, he hears them move and he reacts. But he also knows they're coming through his slight sensitivity to the force. There are moments where he's straight up dodging bullets. Mm -hmm. And there are moments where he literally shoots someone blind. All right. So that scene on... uh, Iriadu. uh, On Iriadu, when he shoots down the TIE fighter with one shot. (laughs) It was like, he gets like the bow caster pretty much was what it is. And he pulls it out. 
Yeah. Yeah, because, like, Cause okay, he has, he has like, a staff, and then he has, like, a pole that turns sure. into, like, a big-ass bowcaster. Yeah. So let me oh. ask this first before you tell me how it works, but is it one of those weird moments in cinema where you just fire off a random shot that you don't think is ever going to hit anything? No, he knows. It's then, straight on. It's, and then he it knows. moves into the path. It's and, dead on. Okay. Yeah. Like, they're swooping down straight at him, and he, okay. and he, just, he just, like, does, like, a, a prep <laughs> thing, and then... And and in a way, oh. also, it's from your point of view. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, <laughs> cool. that's cool. It, yeah. It's a matter of faith, and and cheer. It's like the faith of the force. Yeah. Sure. And man, that 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 moment is so cool when he kills the Tie Fighter because the rebels come in and they're told to make this strike on the place because to the rebels, Galen's a liability. Sure. And Cassian had been ordered to straight up assassinate him. him. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. they're like, why is he doing this? Um, we can't let the like him complete his plans although they were already complete so the rebels started bombarding the place without knowing that there was other things going on with yeah, the crew yeah. yeah and the tie fighters all like get launched and everything too because orson krennic has that moment where he's like release the garrison yeah. or wait well that's later but then <laughs> yeah. he, he has like get the fighters out right now um release and like cracking. everyone yeah. gets to their posts tie fighters come out the rebels are getting wrecked for a yeah. moment because it was a small little squadron sure, they did sure, to yeah. do a bombing run and then i love that moment where like there's like two X-wings left. They're trying to get the fuck out. There's like Tie Fighters on their six. Yep. Sure, it's like boom. Like <laughs> see the Tie Fighter. That's great. And yeah. that Tie Fighter that was gonna kill that guy probably was like the fuck where that come from. <laughs> it's one of those battlefield oh moments, God, or battlefront dude. moments where yeah. it's like, what the fuck just happened? I died. Yeah, oh, yeah okay. it was Absolutely. so badass. That's great. And then um, he has great, like I said, moments with um, Baze. I love the the little like because guy because when the guys uh, from uh, get, uh, what was it? Uh, I'm getting like Saw's crew, Guerrera. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wanted to say Guerrera and then Saw at the same time. I was like, Sigurat! Sigurat! <laughs> I'm like, that's not right. No, um, right. but like, um. they put on the hoods to get them into their base, right? Because they don't want to trust them. You know, they're again, they're supposed to be the bad, yeah. good guys. Yeah. And uh, he's like, Why are you putting a hood on me? Like, <laughs> yeah, they put a hood on him, and he's like, Seriously, I'm blind. I'm blind. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Um, That's awesome. And then his moment at the end of the movie, much like Baze, is just so incredible because when when he transmitted, uh, Bodhi transmitted the the whole idea to the rebels, there was still another switch that they needed to activate for that to happen. Yeah. And he activates that final, like, switch, and he walks out into gunfire, literally missing everything. Just and holding his, his he's like, like, staff. He's like, I am one with the force, the force is with me. I am one with the force, the force is with me. Yeah. It's this weird moment where it would it's be like annoying. Shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's this weird moment where like it would be annoying if it wasn't him saying it. Yeah. And he just keeps repeating that mantra the entire mm-hmm. time, just believing in the force. The force is flowing through him, yep. a lot, like guiding him. You know, it's, it's that proof of concept of the yeah. force. Yeah, yeah. And then he pulls the switch. He gets to the console and he stumbles around with his hands a little bit. And then he feels it. And he, he he pulls it, and then it, uh, an explosion happens, like right next to him, and just blows him. To blows the side. him up. Yeah. Um, has this final like moment with Baze where it's like, um, like kind of like I'll see you on the other side, and yeah. then Baze echoes that after he's dead, and that's when Baze has his moment of glory where mm. he comes out just like and he says the same thing. You. He's yeah. like, I'm one of the force. The force is with me. Yeah. As he's like, and he oh man, oh, he's, man. he's also disbelieving yeah. in the force. And yeah. it's funny because oh, they both allude is... to the fact that they were guardians of the temple yep. once themselves. And he's fallen out of the force, and through Chirrut, he has that redemption with yeah. the force too. It's what like, I'm gathering oh. from these two is that we need some sort of like mini something focusing exclusively on yeah. the two. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Yeah, Tyrion was like one of my you know, favorites. A mini comic. You know or a what? Mini 
I give up on my complaint thing. with Bayes and cheer it because then now that allows us to have that in outside. That's canon. true. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Um, God, those two though. I love them. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, awesome. Which we totally called. Bodhi and Cheer it, by the way. Yeah, we did. Because months ago, <laughs> when we were like, they're going to flip the switch, they're going to die, and then it's going to be that. That's going to be the end. That yeah. kind of happened with a couple of characters. Yeah. And then now we get to the headliners of the crew, sure. which, again, we're Jin because she continues to go through things. Yep. And then I think, do we start with Cassian first? Well, let's start or? with Cassian. Okay. Yeah. Cassian, I loved completely. Like the moment with him shooting the rebel in the beginning. The moment where what's what's the time on this by the way? Sixteen so far, so we're good. Oh, that's not bad. Okay, yeah, we're, we're we're speeding through. Um, he where he like shoots up the rebel at the beginning because he's not going fast enough mm-hmm. and he's worried that he's a liability. And then Jin is talking to him later after he was sent to assassinate Saw, pretty much too, because that's another one of his objectives. And I love the how like they have a battle of like ideals, and Jin's like, "Why are you doing this? Like, why would you not?" Why, why aren't you guys the good guys? And he's like, I have to do what's necessary in order for the rebellion to succeed at all. And yeah. I have been fighting since I was six. He's kind of a dick, but it's justified. Yes. Sure, sure. Yeah. But he also has, like Bays with Chirrut, Jin inspires the good out of him in the end. Yeah. yeah. Where he doesn't kill Galen. And that was one of his whole things yeah. with <clears throat> Jin when Jin's confronting him. Like, you were going to kill my father. Yeah. And Cassian says but i didn't like i'm starting to learn i'm yeah. starting to believe again and that's also another reason why he gathers everyone up to go on the final assault of scarab well even that even at the very beginning of that fight between Jin and cassian cassian the very first one of the very first things he says is like orders are orders yeah even in that one little soldier. conversation by the end of the conversation Jin had already brought some of the goodness out of him sure. because like anthony said he he says sure, sure. you know how many times i could have taken the shot and i didn't yeah yeah i, I didn't do it yeah, and and that's, like, really cool. And then he even tries in that whole scene on Iriato. It's weird. He's willing to sacrifice other people that he doesn't know, but once he knows them, like Jin, yeah. he's like, we can't do this. She's on the platform. Don't do the strike. Too late. It already happened. Yep. Yeah. Um, and, and it's really cool. I like his character being a duality. Yeah. Like we were just talking yeah, yeah. about yeah. in fucking yeah. Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah. Shocking, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that characters are far better Duality. when they have more depth than yeah. a single Explore layer. them as characters rather than just simple archetypes. Allow yeah. them to grow and he has growth in the movie. Yeah. And I great. think when people complain about the movie, I think they forget that Cassian has that growth. Yeah. You know? Probably. I agree. Probably. Because um, like, I've, I've been listening to a lot of reviews and everyone complains that they didn't understand enough of Cassian. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Knee-jerk um, reaction, I can definitely see why people say that. I mean, I suppose, but I think they're just not understanding what they he has aren't. to go through. They are not. Um, and then I love the way he ends because they're getting the plans at the end of the movie and they have to go through this data archive. Sure, sure. And it's kind of this like long, tall, spire-looking thing and they have to climb up to it to get to it. Yeah. And that's when Orson Krennic and his death troopers pop in. They're shooting him. He's literally holding on to the, the structure, trying to fight them off so Jin can grab the plans, and he falls. Okay. You think he's dead. Yeah, you see him, like, crumpled on, like, a catwalk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then the moment where he comes back at the end to save Jin from that final confrontation yep. with Krennic is mm-hmm. just so cool. You're like, he was dead! I swear yeah. he was dead. Because at first I was like, I hope he's not dead. That was really anticlimactic for him. Absolutely. Yeah. And then uh, he had that moment where he came in, and I was like, yes! 
and he he got to play hero for he got to play hero yeah. although i would have liked it if it was like a kind of one of those things where well no and again i, I get why they did it because it's like Jin can't be me mm-hmm. yeah so i have to do that because i want Jin to be kind of like not as bad because Jin he he shoots orson right orson falls to the ground and oh, yeah. he's kind of like like walking around. Jin wants to go back to finish him off, and I kind of wanted that double I, tap. I, I kind of wanted it. Yeah, I really yeah. wanted it. But then <laughs> I think to Cassian, he's like, "No, I need to keep you. You you, you. you can't be that. You person. can't go that yeah. level." Mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool in a way too. It's yeah. it's odd because it's like we want to explore Jin as the heroine and the like. Girls can do anything. Women are strong. Yeah. But then there's also this moment where they kind of protect her. And it's this weird side of me where as a character, Jin is supposed to be the heart of the movie. And then as a woman, I wanted her to do whatever she could want to do. I wanted, I wanted that double tap. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm split between this 50-50 of did I like that or not. And I'm going to go both ways all the time. Because I yeah, don't want sure. it to be protecting women. But it's more than that. So I also noticed that. You know, it's weird. It depends on your point of view. I know there's going to be people that'll be like, Cassian was a typical male stereotype. And then other people will get that other side of him too. And I'll go between that thinking the in my mind the entire reality time. reality of all storytelling is that if you want to make certain characters deep, you have to make certain characters shallow. That's because all of life has char- people like that. The sad reality. Um, well, and, and always in philosophy, you always want to explore the innocence versus the the darkness sure and that's like one of our most purest concepts in good versus evil yeah which i always enjoy it more when you finally accept that everybody has both and you 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 dig into that yeah you might be dark in one moment and you could be completely light in another and i yeah so maybe that double tap would have been good yeah and to draw a, a final comparison with something that i've been reading lately is red hood red hood's a great character because in some instances he just straight up murders people and then mm-hmm. other instances he's like i've got to be the the idol here and like batman and we'll take the right. higher ground yeah and so you get that <clears throat> immediate duality yeah. in one character and that's something that i would like to see spread more in storytelling we wind up having all these moments where it's like no this person's got to kind of stand for something or all oh, this person's got to be this exclusively right double that's definitely you one of those 50 50 so, moments though if i had a way to rewrite the scene sure. i would have had it cassian does that but then jen's like no don't stop me yeah does it <laughs> I just thought not on this one or so totally, you know, established. Like, I need this yeah. because you don't understand like people don't understand mm-hmm. because catalyst really drives home this idea that Orson's been there and manipulating this entire family mm-hmm. from the beginning. Sure. I, which I'm a hundred percent now she needed to kill Orson. I will I say liked, though to play devil's I advocate needed it. The only reason I would say that I didn't want her to kill him, although I did was <laughs> because of who actually killed him. Right. So we'll get into that. <laughs> okay. Let's finish up with Jin yes. overall. Yeah. Um, Jin was a great heroine in general. She had badass moments. Um, you know, we already got her beginning. We already kind of yeah. did that. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah. And it's cool how she starts off in a rebel cell. The re- rebels only pull her out because they, at this time of hearing through their spies, understand that uh, Bodhi got these plans from galen and they're like okay in order to get to saw because they have a past connection and we have lost faith with saw we need her to convince saw to let us in so at first they're literally just using her yeah to open the door for absolutely she was just a tool she was expendable 
expendable, yeah. a tool. That's it. Um, and I, I like that callousness of early rebellion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because Again, it shows they're, the, they're very much a means to end kind of group. Yeah. Right. And even when we go even further into like later lore with the aftermath books, Mon Mothma still has to understand that she has to sacrifice in order to establish. Yeah. And that's always a battle for so the rebellion. I want to touch on. And the How is Mon Mothma's presentation in this film? Because I know that like it's limited. Well, yeah, and that's that's kind of why I wanted to go but, through these main characters sure, because then yeah. I was going to talk little on the oh, well, secondary cameos and whatnot. But yeah. let's do Mon Mothma real quick. Yeah, yeah. Mon Mothma was great. She okay. was a the, and that's why she was so good in three too. She looks the part. She acted the part. She feels like the classic. She feels character. like uh, she feels like you know Return of the Jedi where several Bothan spies died yeah, yeah, to yeah. deliver yeah. this message. Yeah. She, she Admiral Ackbar. dramatic, yeah. subtle, <laughs> but, yeah. but, it, but you could tell empowered. she she played yeah. the part of. Um, she the, she played the part of impartial council member or leader, but then she she had her interest and she knew that, like for, like Jin she knew Jin was right, but she, she knew, knew that she, but she can't. She had her to support hands, the group. Yeah, yeah. Mon yeah. Mothma's always that character between like I want to do this, but my hands are tied. Yeah, and sure, sure, yeah. the moment where they go off to Scarif and then essentially they kind of force the rebels' yeah. hands. The smile on Mon Mothma's the little, face. The little smirk. Smirk okay. was brilliant. Because okay, cool. one of like the Excellent admirals touch. runs up and yeah. they're like, "Hey, they just bailed. They just brought. They just stole uh, the the ship and took a bunch of yep. people." Yeah. And she's like, "Hmm, <laughs> yeah, that was great. That's a damn shame. Good, good move. She's good like, move." We, she's like, "Well, we better, we better help them." Yeah. And then she gets like, you know, Admiral Raditz or whatever his name was. Yeah. I Raditz. think it was Raditz or something, something like that. Just makes yeah. me laugh. Yeah. yeah. Um, to convince them to be like, "Oh, we gotta send everyone now." Yeah. <laughs> like, and and Mon Calamari. I love you. Dude, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, Jin, she has a great moment there and everything. And then inspiring the troops, like I said, uh, was great. Her and Saw was good too. And I feel like that whole conversation they had, again, requires catalyst knowledge to fully gain impact. Sure. Yeah. And she has this epic emotional scene where Saw's like, well, this is the transmission I got from Galen, your father. She allows her to see. Galen explains his plans. I hid the plans in the Scarif computers. Um, you're going to have to go there to find them. But this is why I did this. Mm-hmm. And this is why I had to leave. Yeah. Don't hate me. I love you, my stardust. Yeah. And I actually felt a bit of emotion it's, there. It's heartbreaking. Yeah, <laughs> and it really is. And it's because is. I understand the whole meaning of stardust. I understand the whole dynamic in their relationship. I understand why Galen is this man that's always constantly trying to do good but always stuck in the middle of the shit. Yeah. You know? Um, and he had to rake through the mud in order for this to happen. And I think Galen is one of the biggest heroes in Star Wars lore. Yeah. And it sucks because most people aren't going to ever understand him. And that's why this movie is special in a way, too. Yeah. Um, and we'll get to that Rogue One impact later. He, I don't, I don't want to open another jar with you, Anthony, but he is literally, he plays the boss from Snake Eater. Yeah, yeah he's so boss. He's yeah. so boss from Snake Eater. And... And it's like I said in my Catalyst review, he's Albert Einstein. Yeah. Yeah. You know? He's stuck with making a weapon he doesn't want to make. Yeah, he wanted to, like, make energy for the universe. Yep. He wanted to, like, it's exactly Albert Einstein. He had this beautiful vision that was tarnished completely by fucks. Yeah. So, again, it was an emotional scene for me, but I feel like that emotional impact was lost on the majority of viewers. Yeah, that's fair. I got it, but I know it could be variety of yeah. success for others. Mm-hmm. I, think, um, I think the biggest takeaway so far I'm getting from this is everyone needs to read Catalyst. <laughs> in so, either before keep, before or after this movie, you need to have that that knowledge to really embrace the depth of the film because it's it's 
you're you're missing out on essentially half of that depth without absolutely. the book's knowledge. Absolutely. Yeah. So I thought that was brilliant for me. Um, again, we've been talking about it so much, but I like how she inspires Cassian to do good when they go to Iriado to mm-hmm. rescue her father. Mm-hmm. Um, because she always thought, oh, we need to go there to rescue my dad. And then he can tell everyone the Scarif plans. Sure. But that doesn't happen because they Cassian's like, well, we're going there. And we're gonna yeah, we're, and there's this general kill. fuckhead. I can't remember his name right now, sure. which sucks. Please rebel, forgive me, Star Wars one. fan. Yeah, I don't remember his name. Either. I know he's a character in lore too. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's the guy that's always the cutthroat version of the rebels, where he's like, Murder we will them. send yeah, Bombard we will send the them. bombing run to kill them. Yep. Easiest solution, kill kill them yeah kill them <laughs> he's a dick fuck him yeah. yeah he's very one note um sure. but you know i guess it's fitting in line with what he needed to do like i said there's always characters that wind up getting shallowed out just to make the, he's the deep that. characters seem deeper yeah, yeah. and that's I, I guess that'll be our spoiler on that secondary character he's just that the entire time there's this um, dude. so I, I guess i want to keep this a little bit shorter we're, we're starting to hit the time caps and i want to hit the empire i was gonna hard, say we so. gotta get to the empire. last thoughts on uh rebel stuff uh how many other cameos from previous films uh, if any, there was. Can uh, we get through the empire and yeah. then can we just do that third scene? Yeah, because okay. that's that's, that's going to be when I talk about the cameos full on. So I guess the cameos yeah. would only really be in that final act. Yeah. Day. Okay. Do you have any? Do you have any questions as far as rebels goes? No. Not okay. Really. Jin and I'll say this: Jin and Cassian's ending moment where they watch Scarif explode. Yeah. Great. Great. The, touch. They literally d- uh, die together on a beach, watching watching. Together. Destruction, the, the, of, the storm yeah. come at them. Yeah. yeah, it was a great apocalypse now moment. Cool, it was. That's awesome. Um, let's start with let's start with Krennic, if that's cool. Yeah. Uh, Krennic was exactly how I envisioned him. Yeah. And this weird moment where he's like, he's a manipulator. He's always trying to be successful. He mm-hmm. wants power. He's step on whoever he needs to to climb the ladder. Step on whoever oh, yeah. he needs to, but also get stepped on by oh, yeah. those that are quote unquote but, superior. You yeah. know, like, but he who's playing this character? Is this, uh, Matt or this is wow, um, Mendelssohn. Mendelssohn, Ben Mendelssohn. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he gets, like Anthony said, he has his moments of brutality. Mm-hmm. He he orders a couple like firing squads, and it's one of some of those brutal like war badass war brooding moments, scenes. Yeah. yeah. But then he has his moments where he he is made a total bitch by other characters. He's the proof of the empire hierarchy, which yeah. I love. Yeah. It's the same thing in aftermath, where you know they have that power play at the end of the movie or yeah. end of the book. Wow. I, mm. I literally think of that book as a movie right. uh, where they have that power play and like people get shafted. He's the people that start out in power. They're above a lot of people, but then shafted by those higher up. Yeah. And he played that part. Well, um, I wish I think for his character to have been completely fully effective for me, I wish Jen had killed him again. Yeah. I feel it more so even then, Yeah. but he and Tarkin, there's an irony in his death in that Tarkin is the one who orders oh. the Death Star to fire Tarkin, on the base uh, that Krennic is lying in. Yeah. And, and he also... The irony of him seeing the Death Star fire up. His own assignment yeah. Yeah. murders him. Oh, yeah. that is... It was great. It was a justice. good touch in yeah. a way there, Poetic too. justice. Yeah. That's amazing. That's, that's, justice. that's the one side of the... Eh, maybe Jin shouldn't have killed him. That I that yeah. I will say. Yeah. It's because... That's a good point. When Tarkin orders that, it's like... It's just the final, like, Tarkin just like, fuck you. Well, yeah, it's the final fuck you. And also, like, I always love how Ben Mandelson plays Krennic. And Krennic's always, like, reactionary when shit goes down. He's like, just fucking do it. I yeah, need sure. to get to my he, position of power. He, he Don't snaps. fail yeah. me. He's, he's overly he snaps. obsessed with moving ahead. Yeah. And he forgets. overly obsessed. He he's gets, so he, ambitious. 
he loses sight of the current and now. Yeah, like kind of way. Yeah, they go to yeah. Scarif, right? And they set up this ingenious plan of like distracting the Empire. Mm-hmm. And he's like and all of the Empire troops are like, well, what the fuck do we do? And he's just like, deploy the garrison! Like he's like, do something now! Quick, go! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, he's very yeah, reactionary. Okay. Uh okay. but then also willing to get down gritty to brass tacks when he needs to do it. Yeah. So I was happy about that. Cool. Um and he has his own followers, the Death Troopers. That How function for him to be good. Troopers, the death troopers, the death troopers are fine. They're do they just feel menacing enough. They feel yes, menacing to, to fill the name. Cause... Just the first scene where, um, Krennic is the one who orders the death trooper to execute Jen's mother. He just like do it, and well, and Lyra had this moment like you know like you're not gonna ever win. Yeah, yeah, and then she gets killed. I wish, I wish, I kind of wish she had killed one of them though. Yeah, I wish she had That's taken fair. someone because Lyra in the book is maintained as a badass. Yeah, she kind of goes down a little like a bitch. Because I, I mean, that was still to, to draw the smallest comparison with yeah, true, my true, true. Yeah. prior point, knowledge point. is that old EU canon, or not canon at the time, I guess it was always considered legacy. Yeah, the legacy stuff was always how empowered and awesome the uh, um, what am I thinking of? What's the name? Uh, the uh, Crimson Guard mm. specifically mm-hmm. was always mm-hmm. presented really cool, mm-hmm. and in the films, it was just like they stand there. And yeah, you're like, God, God, yeah, damn it, that's do right. something. That's true, absolutely. So I'm like, just happy to hear the death gods. Absolutely... You may leave us. Yeah, you know? <laughs> and they always just. Shuffle out of the room. The Death Troopers are active. Okay. Then they're badass. They're just, badass. Yeah. They look like, cool. I, I like, can't wait I to play I just don't want them to be like these statuesque, menacing figures that don't do jack shit. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. They're both. So that's good. They're both statues, but they're both active. You know? Sure, so sure. Expendable when need be. Good when menacing when. They feel more powerful than regular troopers? Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's, that, that matters. That's all that matters really yeah. with them. Um, so. Targen. We, yeah, I was going to say transfer to Target. <sighs> Damn. <laughs> Here's Does the he weird younger. Oh god. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I so know. at first, when I first saw Tarkin come on screen, and yeah. then Mendelssohn and him are having this battle of like who's better. You know, they're both like taking their dicks out. Is it like a battle out, of wit? It's a battle around. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, battle of dicks. Yeah. And um, Tarkin is always completely like just by Composed. that next step. Like, yeah. but this is why you fail. You know. Yeah. Like, but for the Empire side of things, where like Com- you better get a handle as, of this, or people are going to kill you. As yeah. you and I have discussed, like during the Tarkin book, was mm-hmm. like he was the non-force equivalent of like Vader. Just that. Absolutely, he's a commanding he's up there presence. For a fucking reason. That's why they're bros. I mean. And that, yeah, that's why Darth Vader and him yeah. are bros. Yeah. Uh, go read Tarkin. Uh, um, yeah, he was great. Uh, His great. lines were great. His presence was great. His look at times was a little zombie. Okay. L- yeah. Let's put it this way. Take your take your Tron legacy. Yeah, yeah. Clue looked very you could tell it was not a real when person. When you yes. went in the original film in theater cuz I remember when I saw the original one, it felt more real than when I brought the movie home and I was like, "Oh." There's yeah. there's it, certain uh, scenes where he's like yelling and you could totally tell the CG on his face okay. just looks wrong wrong okay but Tarkin then, has those moments but then then there's other moments, moments where, he where he's like wow that was like the spitting image of spitting. the, of the oh. original director or, or original actor, actor. actor yeah i'm sorry oh that's great <laughs> director though. um that's awesome. but yeah yeah the, he had his moments but he looked pretty good consistently for most of the movie yeah, yeah i would say overall they did an excellent job and i know they worked fucking hard on this oh hell this yeah. took them years mm-hmm. to even get that close yeah and well, you, for the it took all the, all the time of you know Lucasfilm developing it as well as Disney developing it, and then both co-opting together. Right? It took a ton of technological development to make right. that happen. His voice so. was spot on too. Vo- the I guy who played him, because yeah. there was a man underneath all mm-hmm. that CGI, 
uh, did an excellent job. His voice was spot on. Yeah. And man, I do love his final moment where he's like, uh, you may get rid of these expendable forces. Target the scav base, single reactor fire. You know, like yeah. kind of yeah, just yeah. both like dismissive and they're flies. Just like sweep it up. It's, yeah. yeah. Sweep yeah. it clean up, up. Clean up the mess. Swat the nuisance and let's get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's why I love Tarkin because like Ben Mendelsohn, where his ambition kills him, Tarkin's, um, Tarkin's overconfidence and dismissiveness yeah. of what he perceives as yeah, he's threats. arrogant. Yeah. he's so arrogant, and that's what killed him when the Death Star battle. Right, right. Um, yeah, like you may file when ready. You know, you like that was ready. a great moment again. He's almost in Rogue overly One. calm, and he doesn't know when to shift into panic mode. This will ever. be a day Absolutely. long remembered. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so he was great. Darth Vader. I was going to say, here we go. <laughs> oh, boy. Darth Vader will lead us into the final act where we will explode oh. on Easter eggs and things like that. Yes. Darth Vader's first appearance in this is incredible. Oh, now, God. They, <laughs> the way this happens, for those that you have watched, I loved how they literally uh. were like, this is Mustafar. Vader's castle. This on is Mustafar. Vader's castle, oh. and yeah. that Ralph McQuarrie design yes. from the like art, the original concept art, spot on, just straight in the movie. Damn, Gareth, thank you for that. Yeah, you made Vader's castle it's so awesome, oh. and it was dude. so good, dude. It was so good. Krennic like fly, flies down in one of his shuttles. Yeah, yeah, and he gets off, and he's that. That robed figure from the trailers, we were all like, oh, maybe it's the Emperor or something. It was an acolyte. It was just an acolyte. So they like yeah. pulled the rug under everybody and was like, just kidding. Gotcha. Just a guy. Just an acolyte. But I, I also like that as well, as we also established that Vader's trying to become more in the dark yeah. side of the force. You know? Which, and how, how like brutal weirdo. is that, that he, came, he lives in his greatest failure up yes. to that point? Yes. And I'm, I'm curious. Like, God damn. There's a two sides of me. Is it Vader's choice or is it Palpatine saying like, you're there? Like, a punishment because he... This is up. a reminder of how you failed. Yeah, that's and true. I'd like it's, that it's if that's hard the case. Because I don't remember exactly. I'd like to think have, Palpatine have made that for him. I well, think and, so and too. Have they dug? You would know better than I at this point. Mm -hmm. Have they dug since the switch from the legacy? You know, removing the legacy and all that from mm -hmm. the canon mm -hmm. to digging into any of the time. Really digging into the time between episode three and four in yes. Vader's arc. Lord of the Sith. Lords of the Sith was an book. excellent proof of concept of why Palpatine's always testing him and the, always the putting comics. him a little in the dirt. And that's why he's yeah. always abused. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Vader, I think it may make sense for Palpatine to just be like, Vader, you have failed in this. And this is a reminder of your failure. Sure, sure. Yeah. You know, like always. Just straight up. Because yeah. the one thing I like... I wouldn't say one thing, but one of the many things that I always enjoyed was when in the original legacy stuff, watching Vader try to claw his way towards taking down Palpatine. Well, and look into the comics, too. Right, right. The Vexcellent Vader series explores this yep. very oh, well. Oh, my God. There's some really great Vader storylines from the, the comics, especially in the last couple of years. And then uh, the one big one that I always, in, in the back of my mind, put out there is always like Force Unleashed was a great example of like, Side story that never happened, but because Vader knows he's replaceable. This is a potential at that point great storyline yeah. that they could always yeah. Bring it's back the weird time. moment of like Vader will always be like, "As you wish, my master," but then be like, "Okay, can I? How do I figure out how to? How kill can it? I be a dick? Right? It's it's this <laughs> yeah. weird moment of like, can I overcome the rule, or am I too afraid? Yeah, really, it's the rule of lives two. Yeah. exactly. And, and I think that this Mustafar moment is a proof concept of that. And I also like, mm. okay. He has a line here that's yeah. pretty good um, <laughs> and pretty bad at the same time. Well, let's, talk about, let's talk about the reveal first when he's in like the back to tank. 
Yes, he's in the back to tank. Okay. He's the person in the back to tank. And there's this like he's they took I think a part of Revenge of the Sith in order to do this mm-hmm. because they get that like flaky side of like Vader. You see the skin and like like he's like he's damage. still floating for a second, armor yeah, yeah, for a split tank. second. Yeah. It drains and you can see him just a second. Yeah, and yeah. then he comes out in his full glory. I think his costume was a little off for me at times. You know, you know, I plasticky. realized why. I realized why, why. That? it took me it took me reading through a couple Facebook comments to figure it out. Okay. The neck armor wasn't right because he didn't the neck, have the chain. Yeah, it was the neck. He didn't have the chain and the neck stuck out. Yes. Like plastic. Okay. That was their failure. That's what, that was my pet peeve. Yeah, okay. mine too. Um, but yeah, I think overall that was like really cool how <laughs> it was revealed. And then Krennic's like... Waiting for him. I need this, Vader. You need to do this right now. And then he starts like... You like randomly just choking. As Vader's Vader, walking away. Like he's, he's turned his back to him and he yeah, doesn't yeah. give a shit. Yeah, because Krennic's yeah. like... Um, so I'm still like I'm still in command then. Yeah. And he turns around. He's like, "Careful to not choke on your ambition." Yeah. And it's this weird oh, moment man. of like, that's a bit on the nose, but I also like it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like cheesy, you but can, well you done. You can feel Anakin being slightly snarky in that moment, just like yeah, the air of superiority. Just, of just had like, put him in his you, place. You no. know where yeah. you stand. Right. Shut up over there. So then. <laughs> That's when you last see him up yeah. until the final moments of the movie. Now, let's get into that third final act a little. Mm. Oh my god, when the when the <laughs> when they finally uh convince the rebels to actually do something oh. and the rebellion just shows up, it's amazing. Like, oh my god, like all of a sudden like the empire's just chilling handling this whole scare fiasco and then all of a sudden the rebellion the appears out of just like, nowhere. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and it also explains why in New Hope they're just running out with fighters. Yeah. Because their entire, they send everyone to Everything there. They have. And they suffer losses, and they suffer damage, yeah. I assume. So Very easily. This, this Mon Calamari guy, I want to say his name is Raditz again, like sure, General sure. Raditz yeah. or whatever, just or Admiral another, Raditz. Admiral Raditz. Let's go with Raditz. Another Calamari character. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. a cool Mon Cal, and he's got like a slightly less cool version of Home One. And it okay. was kind of cool. Um, it was like a different, little different in design, but you can tell it's that Mon Calamari type of ship. Yeah, that, I love like, the moment where, surface. Yeah, yeah, and okay. he has so many cool moments. This general guy where he's commanding the fleet to stay, like position themselves here. We need to focus on this. Yeah, and he has this awesome like tactical view when sure. the like because he has the glass look. Oh, yeah, okay, and the, cool. in like yeah. the bridge of the Mon Calamari vessel, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's looking down at the entire battle take place of him. It was yep. awesome. Every time that's they cool. sh- like switch to that scene, yeah. I was like, yeah, that's cool. That's, that's awesome. That's how to do a space battle, right? Right, yeah, yeah. and yeah. there was this. Some people were complaining that there weren't enough wide shots. I like the effective use of that tactical overlay oh, yeah. for me, and I also like how they switched cockpit views of the fighters going on. And there's this cool moment, it's like blue group, stick over here, green group, I'm got you. Like some people sneak inside the shield right before the empire close it, and that mm-hmm. part is awesome. Where like he's just like, ah! yeah, and then yeah. like the shield closes, one of them gets fucked, and then the other one just. He pulls up yeah, and you're like man. you're feeling it in your asshole yeah. like it's like ah, you Which, know that's, that's oh, great it, it, it like, captures dude. a little bit of the new hope feel like with well and okay so i just wanted to touch on that just the because it has it. Oh, gold okay, group and red leader like gold leader uh, and red leader are in this yeah and they literally like show up in their like episode four grainy detail i didn't notice That's it until cool. later i yeah, thought yeah. about it i'm like it's literally how... like the clips yeah. almost yeah they're off. like yeah. gold leader switched it like whatever uh, and then like red leader comes in stick here red like whatever red, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and they explain why red five is now luke's call sign why it had an opening because the dude got yeah because the rest of red squadron i think lived and red leader and gold leader also appear in this yeah it was awesome seeing them in this 
And it, that's cool. They were so convincing for two seconds. I'm like, how did they do that? See, uh, it it literally looked and sounded like the original actress from a new. The home. reason why is they literally repurposed they the images the, yeah, from that's four, it. And, the audio, and that's why they also have a weird they pull the audio from too. it too. Yeah, they yeah. did. They it's, had to. It's that's so the only good, way they convinced yeah. us. But it fits so well in it's the feel so of the battle. Well done. And yeah. seeing the star, like the X wings going through, like through the hoops and everything, you, was so trench runny. Like dude. it was a good way of also combining return of the Jedi mm-hmm. to a new hope and I was like yes Fuck. because Dude. they had to go yes. like this whole shield generator yeah, yeah. thing yeah. has different like layers to it so they were right. going dip diving using cover and then sticking oh around God. where the fleet's engaging with the star destroyers this moment where the hammerhead shuttle comes in through and they see this opening because this one um they they shoot a uh star destroyer with ion cannons yeah because okay. like um, the Y rings come in yeah. for the bombing yeah. run yeah and then like the star destroyer is just like oh shit Bro, like, our there. engines are like yeah. out like what we need to get on this like we need to stick away from this other star destroyer because they're in close wedge formation Dude, fucking the calamari orders the hammerhead ship to go and like hammer into the side of the star destroyer while it's dead to yeah. knock into the second one take out both of them which crash into the shield and destroy oh, and the that's shield. That's how they take out the it, shield generator. Domino effect yeah, it's so brutal. And it's this so it's like this uh, cool moment where like the rebel because this is the other thing in this whole movie. Yeah, the rebels are like we must sacrifice ourselves for the greater good, and the empire is not willing to do that yet. Yeah, they think they're course. best. Yep, of course. Um, and like the, the rebel hammerhead shuttles, like he knows what he's he has to do, and he's like, he's prepare yeah. for yeah. like full full, impact. Like, yeah, We're prepare for rubbing speed. Yeah. yeah, like full thrusters. Dude. And literally, the the hammerhead when shuttle just survives. All I thought of was spaceballs. <laughs> oh my yeah that's, that's a little bit like ludicrous speed ludicrous speed but he literally like goes into the side of it and seeing like the <sighs> and then like like just keeps going just like, a the, little bit of momentum just and and it's like deep <sighs> And like the oh, seeing the man. bridge action where like the bridge crew's like, ah, yeah. like, and then the star destroyers come down. It was like, I'm a kid again. And I'm like, yeah, ah, you're a kid dude. right now. This is, yeah. this is, this is the super star destroyer going into the, yeah, yeah. the Straight, death star like, point down. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Prepare for a face or like, like, uh, or increase, uh, what was it? Like increase fire, firepower too late. <laughs> it's like, I love that it's, so it's, much. It's oh, the throwbacks to four and uh, uh, return of the Jedi, like oh. Anthony said. Just I the space it. battle was space battle was so good, and then then when they succeed and they had just received you see transmission. like the loading bar of the transmission of the plans, and they're like, okay, let's bail. Hyperspace Rogue One did their job. We honor them. The force is with them. They're they're gone. They're a lost cause. We have to go now. Yeah, we have to get these plans out, and <sighs> then here's the moment. Now, oh, quarter God. of their <laughs> fleet just gets to hyperspace, and then the Mon Calamari ships about to. I, well, okay. Let me let me start out with this. Um, Tarkin's talking to his bridge crew, right? And he's like, "No, nope, Lord Vader's gonna quote. take care of the fleet." And then One, Vader just pops the yeah. fuck out of nowhere with the star destroyer. They're jumping. You think they're away, and then the star destroyer just goes boop, and Boom. the ship's crashing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally as yeah. they're about to go yeah. away, and then um, you know that's the moment uh. where like this sad music starts playing, and it's like, and then Vader's like, "Prepare a boarding party," and you're just like, "Oh." What? Fuck. Oh, and then fuck. and then Dude. there's this epic moment where like like the 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 ship yeah, is yeah. lost. The ship yeah. is lost. They're preparing the to Mont try Calamari and escape to big. other yeah, yeah. yeah, they're trying to escape to another ship, right? And then they're like downloading the plans, they get into this thing. A little like floppy and then, disk. <laughs> and then all of a sudden the lights go off in this one area of the ship. Rebels wearing the helmets and the vests from the first scene yes. of the very first yep. Star Wars yep. movie yep. Yep. are and in this corridor and it's dark and you just hear the breathing. And then you see a lightsaber ignite as they, as they turn around. Oh, like, oh. 
fuck. And he just slaughters them. Dude, like literally like <laughs> like the rebels are like, what the fuck is that? And then they're just like, do do do. And like, then Vader's like, they hesitate. And they're like, everybody fire. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then oh like, oh my God, he's like, so ruthless. Oh, look, oh. The moment where he like pulls all the guns and he just throws them away. And then, oh, this one dude's like, he, what uh, the fuck? And then like, and then like, he's like using the force to crush them against yeah, yeah. the side like, of the fucking dude, shit. He, Vader walks in. He holds the guy against the ceiling, like oh, is killing guys, holding the guy oh against the God. ceiling. Walks right past him, and just slices him against the ceiling, and just lets go and watches him fall. <laughs> and then, like, th there's a crack in the door that they can't get open. So the guy with the like the disc of the plans, he's like, "Hurry up, take it, take it!" To the other side, he and takes the, it. Vader stabs him through, stabs him through him into the door, and then all of a sudden, the guy with the disc is in the hallway of the Tantive, who the original ship. Well, well okay. Can I do a quick yes, little thing? Yes, do your thing. Do All your right. Thing. The only thing is, like, so they, they get get onto this other thing, and they're like, hit it, hit it now. And oh, like, yeah, that's right. They literally close the door, and then you see, like, this, and then um, you're like, well, what is that? And then you slowly start to see the reveal of the blockade runner from From, from the four. original one, yeah. And then they start, they literally just get out to hyperspace. Vader is standing outside where there's, like, the whole opening and everything in space just looking menacing. Like, like on a fuck. ramp with his lightsaber like, still I ignited. barely missed him. So I want to touch on that because I do have actually a piece that you God damn may it. not know, but I have you. Are, you guys might remember I actually own the original like the Macquarie concepts mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. before they were ever mm -hmm. ironed out. The original concept for Vader was that he would he would essentially the reason why he had a respirator was mm -hmm. that he would operate in open space. Which yes, that was that moment, dude. Yeah. And Lord's... that's an amazing throwback yeah. to that. Exactly. Oh. And then there was also this moment for me recently where like there's. I've talked about Lords of the Sith already. There's this moment where literally he goes out in space to get into a ship in that that book. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's what that moment reminded me to. Because it's like, if the blockade runner had just been a little bit slower, I could have seen him yeah. somehow, like, like getting jumping there. Yeah. Literally jumping. Because yeah. he can do that shit. Yeah. Like, there's this moment in Lords of the Sith where he's straight up in a TIE fighter. Yeah. And he's just like, okay, I need to get into the ship now. Ejects himself out and just, like, goes in, like, to the fucking... Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, it's amazing. But, and then, mm. and then the moment where it's like, um, the, the movie is like starting to ramp up and you see like the, the, familiar, the kind of familiar, familiar music and they're in the blockade runner. It's like the, what white, do we the have? white hallway from the original movie. Right. Super clean. Yeah. Like, like, okay. Totally these are the good guys. Straight up. <laughs> like the captain yep. looks exactly the same. Right. Yeah. yeah. Antilles. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Oh man. And, uh, you see the hood, you see princess leia from behind and it's like well what do we have here and she says hope you see her face looks terrible <laughs> <laughs> it looks pretty bad i will be honest this is the clue moment where the cg looks like shit yeah or or like you were mentioning before the tron legacy moment where it's yeah, just like clue it from tron legacy work. it like oh, yeah no, i was hoping i was almost hoping they would just keep it like the silhouette but, yeah. like from the back from the side not really show it but they literally the like did like way a. It would have been like have a, a light yeah. behind and just yeah. have the silhouette. They with did the like buns a pan yeah. shot like right on her face. Yeah, it's like either they should have stuck to the hood from behind. That would have been fine. Or what I would have loved because they obviously have enough of the capability to do it in small doses, not when it's like full in your face. Like it's literally like the camera's up in there. Yeah. And that's what I think did it. Like if it was further back yeah. or you well, saw like a side profile. It, yeah. To draw another comparison, as we have seen now in two Marvel films, 
they do an amazing job when they when Disney as a whole has time and energy to put into actually fully editing using referential material. Yeah. And those were animating full faces during conversation. Oh, yeah, and and why like, wouldn't you take the next step and do that? You know here? why I think it didn't work. They were probably getting down to crunch time, and yeah. obviously they've been working so hard on Tarkin to get him right because sure, his yeah. scenes were he had extensive, way more scenes, yeah. extensive yeah, scenes, yeah. dialogue with people. So they probably put all of their time and effort into that, sure. and then they didn't quite get it with Leia. That sucks, but it's it's good though. But powerful and it ends right Damn. where it begins it's just like oh. yeah. it literally is that moment where i'm like this ended right there and that's yeah. why i want to watch new hope so badly yeah. but i want to go watch it again so then and i can then do that fresh watch it yeah. Yeah. yeah dude we should go again you should come i'm so down yeah. we should i probably should um yeah let's do cameos and then we should probably wrap yeah this. we should wrap it up oh that. um so what, were there like i think we covered most of the cameos there were like a quick like easter eggs i call them let's let's do the let's, let's do those then those. um bail organa was there yeah okay. On, yeah, on Yevin in the sense. base. Yeah. You know, we he's... spoke of Mon Mothma. Too. Yep, same actor, both of them. Um, sure. I love the really quickly Bale's line, too, where it's like, oh, I yeah. trust her with my life. Yeah, That's how you knew I was coming, too. Yeah, that's how you knew that Leia was going to pop up. And then he makes a comment about, or Mon Mothma, I believe, says something about your, his Jedi friend, and he's like, he's gone into hiding, and it's Obi-Wan. But duh, we'll need to bring him duh. out. because we'll is... need to send him. Yeah. And then that's what leads to the Leia quote, because they're like, he, sh- someone has to bring him. And yeah, bring him the information, yeah. let alone have him actually involved. Yes. And so. also, you remember how in New Hope, Tarkin mentions that the uh, Senate is dissolved? Yeah. yeah. This is what really sets that off. Yep. Like, okay. it's like, it's war now. Because at the beginning, the Empire still hiding their weapon and stuff because... And the, the rebels are kind of hiding yeah. their hand yeah, as well. They're still kind of playing the political game yep, at this, this point. This finally, like, just Explodes. lit the fire. Yeah. yeah. Um, Axe is the, the... Yeah. Dr. Evazan and his... Uh, <laughs> I have the death sentence on over 12 systems. And he yeah. just randomly shows up in Jetta. Yeah. Jen like runs into him in the market and he's like, watch, watch your back. Or like, he's like a dick about it. Like, yeah, he's like, watch it. Just or, endlessly a douchebag. Yeah. yeah. And Got Cassian it. holds back Jen from actually. going. Sure, yeah. Sure. So it was like, Oh shit. It's younger them. Oh, that's um, cool. C3P on R2D2. C3P on R2D2. Yeah. Um, chopper from rebels. Uh, was he in that? Mm hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's Which there's a that? really I missed that. Th- it was on Yavin. There's a shot okay. where you can see Chopper. Cool. That's awesome. Nice. Um uh Ghost was yeah, in this. Ghost. Uh 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 what was it? General Sindula was said in one of the transmissions, which yep. was nice. You don't hear her unfortunately. Okay. Although that same voice actress, I looked into it, she was one of the fighter pilots. Oh, cool. Yeah, so nice. that's interesting. That's, that's cool. Um Oh, your big one. Shadows of the Empire. What am I missing? The ship. Oh yeah, yeah. dude! Oh. It totally makes an appearance. It does. Yeah, it's my one of my favorite Star Wars ships. The uh, the freighter, the YT four hundred mm-hmm. freighter. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. kind of saw it in Rebels as well. Yes. but now it's like officially straight in, up. Yeah, yeah like the rebellion, um, which was cool. It was awesome. And then uh, uh blue milk. The infamous blue oh, yeah. milk Duh. in the beginning. It, the camera Duh. like stayed on it for a second. Yeah, too. they're like, so funny. you know what this is. <laughs> Like when someone's there, just when Jen's mom tells mm-hmm. her to pack up her shit so they can run, it like pans over to the table and <laughs> like uh, blue milk. It's so mm-hmm. funny. Um, any other ones to cut? Because I think you caught mine. Because we already mentioned the uh, gold leader and red leader. Yeah, yeah, well. yeah. That was a good moment. Um, I feel like I'm missing something, but um, I think we covered most of the big ones. I think I think we got them. Yeah. Oh, one one other uh, sure. General Dadana. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Yep, that'll do it. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and then I think uh, that's it. Yeah. Cool. Not to end on an anticlimactic note, but 
it was this was another like last little thing I'll say. I'm so sorry. You're fine. Don't be sorry. <laughs> the fan service was real in here. And it was like things like the blue milk sometimes would like irk me because I'm like they really focused on that shit. So I spent like, a little on. bit too much energy. The on camera yeah. staying on that for a couple seconds. Was it like, was just uh, like yeah, fan service. You could have panned and gotten the same reaction. But on like the other side of things, it makes the universe feel lived in. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that was cool too. It's cool, cool that Edwards did those little things to be like, hey, old fans, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Cool. Gareth, you know what? G- Gareth did a good job. He's a fucking fan, and it shows mm-hmm. in this movie. Yeah. Nice. That's good. So yeah, definitely recommend go seeing it. That's the final verdict, I believe. Yeah, I really want to see it again. We need to go see it. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, well, I've got all of the week after next off. Okay. Good. So good. We, we I'll probably try and see this days, another couple times. I yeah, I would like to see it at yeah. least once or twice more. Um. So yeah, same message again. You can go follow us on all of our socials. Uh, we're all on Instagram. I have been less active as the last few weeks just because of effort, but uh, I think these guys have been consistently active, which is great. Um. You can also go to the Twitters. Uh, Facebook, of course, is our best route. Um, or our website in and of itself is also a fantastic yeah, place to go and hang Geek out. Search Geek Domination. It'll get you in the right place. Yeah. GeekDomination.net is the exact address. Find all our casts. Yeah. You can find some great publications. You can find some about us kind of stuff. And I was going to say, too, for those listening and, you know, you've seen the movie, um, tell us your thoughts and what you really loved about this movie, Absolutely. too. Email us uh, at uh, geekdominationlisteners at gmail.com. Yeah, Please get involved. This is a community. We want input. We want conversation. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then the last thing is that <coughs> we will have next week off due to the holidays. And then the following week will be our year-end stuff as well as setting up some expectations for next year. So, yeah. Uh, the wrap-ups. Well, yeah. I'm sure we'll have some dank lists. Oh, <laughs> we man. bring fruit roll. All the dank lists. Yeah. Uh, okay. We need to make a sign that's just dank with the Q E U E. I'll get like, like a sign. <laughs> yeah. the, the classic geek domination way of doing <laughs> the dunk lists. Uh, but yeah, uh, thank you guys for listening. See you next time. We Bye. Love you.